Welcome, everyone, to the 117th episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast. I'm Brandon T. McClure. With me, as always, is Sparks. Hey. Ryan. What's up? I'm Sabrina Spellman. I'm super witchy. <laughs> and Ben. I'm dying. Oh. <laughs> Wow, that went downhill fast. <laughs> I blame the witch. I blame the witch. Sparks, thanks again for helping me. He was helping me move yesterday, oh, yeah. and I've been sick since Thursday. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm getting better. That's the good news. It's just that my nose has been plugged up. And I'm, I got better. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan's been sick. I'm, like, yeah, Ryan's I'm, like, been sick I'm too. like laying back sick. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I'm yeah. on a lot of drugs. I know. Not the good kind. Oh boy! You're always on the drugs. Not all the time anymore. How are the drugs? Not always <laughs> the good ones. Yeah. Uh, well, I I've partaken in day and nighttime day quills. Marijuana. Day quill. Nope. Day quill. Oh. Night quill. No, I wish. Not yet. Day marijuana. Night marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my favorite strain. Night marijuana. <laughs> that's no night marijuana sounds like a very bad time. Oh, that's <laughs> that's nightmares. It? Uh, how's how was your guys' week? Otherwise. Good. Halloween happened. Oh, Halloween did. Oh, happen. I know. Thank yeah. God, it's over. Oh, that ended oh, my that ended my Halloween. time at Not Scary Farm. Are you happy or sad? Which or is why I wasn't with you guys last week. Yes. Yeah. How was yeah. it? How was your time overall? My time overall was good. good. Uh, Halloween was a little bit of a drag. Yeah. It's not a lot of people, and not a lot of people who were into it, and a lot of people who decided it's Halloween, so we should be really, really drunk. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I um, I mean, I don't think I've ever spoken about it on the show, but you guys probably should know this. October is not my favorite month. Yeah. I don't like Halloween that much. Um, it's November, though. That's my favorite month. Oh, I wonder why. Because everyone's birthday is in November. <laughs> Including ours? Yeah. It's like because yeah. you're all February babies? We are all born. We were all, all conceived banged. on Valentine's Day, there you yes. Go, there you go. February babies. I am exactly nine months from Valentine's Day. I'm a month of the 14th? Yeah. yeah I'm a surprise. Oh. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I gave out candy to hundreds of children at work, dressed yeah. as a spooky vampire. Yeah, and they're like, "Are those fangs real?" And I'm like, "I'll never tell." It was it was a good it was a lot of fun. You tweeted that you I'll might want to have kids, tell. and they were like, "No, nah, I'm good." Yeah, I was like, "Man, having kids is like a good time." But I was like, "Oh, that's only one day of the year that's fun like this. I can't be be spooky all year long." Oh, I saw um, Goosebumps too. Oh, what'd you think? I saw it too. Uh, I liked it. I like. I didn't it. think it was as good as the first one, but I no. think it's. I think it's fine and fun on its own. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's fun. Uh, the first one I, I watched the day before again. It's awesome. Jack, that first one's really good. Jack Black was in it more than I thought he would be, so that I was happy about that. Yeah, all reshoots. <laughs> I mean, but I was happy about it. I don't. I don't care I, if it's reshoots I or not. Didn't feel like he needed to be in the movie. I felt like he needed to be in it to some extent. Because I, I think how I much he was in it was fine. I don't feel like the story serviced him as a character i don't think he feel he felt like thrown in just because they're like oh right he was a character in the last one they we should probably him <laughs> it almost felt like they did <laughs> i don't agree but that's fine welcome to the goosebumps 2 spoilers special <laughs> 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 the Nerd podcast uh i feel like it demands a sequel yeah probably definitely demands? after that ending yeah that ending yeah. yeah i feel that demands a sequel uh that first one's really good i like that no, one that a first lot. one's really good um, I saw I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. <gasps> Don't tell me I is it as fine as everyone said. You know what? I liked it. I liked it a lot. Okay. I liked it a lot more than I thought it was going to. Um, especially because a lot of the reviews are kind of middling. I I agree with all the reviews that it's like it's just it's just a Brock biopic, and I feel like they should have done something a little bit more like what they're doing with John, uh, Elton John with Rocket Man, yeah. Yeah. which is a, a fantastical musical about his life, and right. probably something along the lines of that. Yeah. And I think some of the, I don't think they accurately portray everyone around him oh yeah i think they agree too yeah i th <laughs> I feel like they really it feels it feels very cookie cutter yeah 
Um, it He's... reminds me. It reminds me on a on a not getting as much flack scale yeah. as um, Straight Out Compton was super successful, and then because of that, they did one about um, Tupac. Tupac. That one was and, apparently and bad. And people who knew Tupac were like, "This is so not representing yeah. Yeah. it." Like Straight Out Compton really got to the heart of it, and this is not doing it at all and is just trying to write off the success of that. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody kind of feels like a less of offending people yeah. version Rami, of that where Rami it's just Malik. kind of very... Remy Malik, Remy Malik? Yeah. yeah. He's excellent. No, I'm sure he is because um, he's a fantastic actor. And it's, not, it's not a spoiler. You guys know the history of Queen, right? It's not, I'm not going to spoil this movie. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I've been like checking this movie for a No, old. like when, when he goes off in his solo career. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the members of Queen are like, how dare you, Freddie? I hate you. Screw you, Freddie. It's like, but like in reality, like, no, they were like, yeah, this is, yeah, we don't want to do this anymore either. We're good. Yeah. yeah. See ya. See you tomorrow. Like, it was, like, there was no vitriol with they, An- they animosity. Create, they yeah. create this drama that wasn't there and don't actually explore the things that were really controversial about For his the life. movie. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what has me a little, like, I still want to see it because he's a great actor. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, the, the music and everything, it'll be fun to watch. The music is, he's fun. The music is really good. Obviously, it's Queen. Yeah. Um, they they use they th- use three voices to recreate Freddie Mercury's voice, which I thought was fun. Yeah, but it uh, feels it feels so shallow. Yeah, that I'm not so keen yeah. about going to the theater. And see, on like it. most biopics, music biopics have the actor actually doing the music. Like, yes. Walk the Line is is one of my favorite movies, and, and it's it like is so one good. And that's yeah. the, it's a biopic of Johnny Cash, and like he learned to play guitar and he sings like him, and like. I know you can't replicate Freddie Mercury, but it really gives something to the performance when that actor is fully embodying it instead yes. of lip syncing. I so, mean, because that's why we—that's why they do such great um, stage, stage, you know, uh, tributes and revivals. Uh, yeah. Like when you and I went and saw that one, Billion that Dollar had, Quartet, Million Dollar Quartet, yeah, Million Dollar Quartet, yeah, which great. had Johnny Cash and all those yeah. in it, and having the actors actually doing the singing adds something. And yeah. from just from the get-go, and I'm sure the movie's good, but like immediately, I'm like, oh, it's not. Like it's not the full. So it is. So it is. So the singing voice is is Remy Malik, Freddie Mercury, because they they use some of his tracks. So it's Remy Malik, Freddie Mercury, and then a Canadian singer who sounds like. So it's all three of them. They they loop them all together to recreate essentially what is Freddie's voice. Yeah. Um. I feel like that's kind of. I feel like Sasha Baron Cohen could have done it. I wanted that (laughs) movie so bad. That dude like that dude's a crazy good singer. Um, and the film yeah, is still he just could have done it on his own. Yeah, yeah. And I feel and like the film is still credited to Brian Singer, which I thought was strange. Yeah. Well, he he directed most of it. Yeah. I guess so. He got fired. <laughs> um, and I saw another one, but I was um, have, wasn't too crazy about the ones I saw this week. I forgot the other one. I totally lost my mind. Oh, First Man! I saw First Man. Ooh, how's that? Nah. Well. That's a shame. It's look. It's a little quick review. It's really claustrophobic, and I understand why they're doing it, but it doesn't work. Uh, Ryan Gosling, I do not buy as any kind of father. Mm-hmm. Um, he delivers a good performance as Neil Armstrong when it's just them figuring out how to get to space and doing that. But when it's him and Claire Foy, I've never seen two less emotional chemistry for parents in my life. Mm-hmm. They are terrible That's together. A shame. Like Claire Foy and Ryan Gosling are both very charismatic actors, and they could, but together it's like they drain the life from their performances altogether, and it was boring as hell to watch. Hmm. And it, you feel that two hours and twenty minutes. I feel like because I haven't seen it, um, this movie kind of kind of went under the radar. Even if it's good or bad, like like La La Land and Whiplash got like acclaim like crazy, yes. and I feel like this movie's kind of just like a little bit. And I was I was unexpected because I was really looking forward to it, but then everyone just kind of forgot about it. Yeah, it's. It's 
having not seen Whiplash, I can probably say it's his worst film. Whiplash isn't. I think it's better than La La Land. That's so I love Whiplash so much. I, like, I'm I'm confident in saying that. Yeah. I think this film is worse. Is his worst film. Um, I would have liked it to be better and yeah. shorter. Yeah. But yeah, those are the those are the three, fil- three films I saw. And I started watching Sabrina. I was gonna say all th- well, three of us. Ben, have you watched one episode of Sabrina yet? No, I haven't seen Sabrina. That's yet. okay. You've been moving. I understand. No, yeah, you you've been busy. Buddy. I only watched the first episode. I like it. We watched the first two. Yeah, I yeah. I'm quite enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I've been trying to get Fanny into Castlevania. Oh, that's on, so that's, that's on our list. And they yeah. season three, she's on like so the fourth hurt. episode of season one, so she's almost done. With oh, so she's done. She's done. Almost. Yeah. She's almost done with this. She hasn't seen it yet. Only twenty one minutes. So, I mean, the good news is we moved all since we're moving like a good like ninety percent. Do you want to tell our audience where you're moving to? No. You sure. Yes, yeah, it's three five four three. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All a good majority of our Amy stuff. Is, <laughs> a good majority <laughs> of our stuff is in the new house, so there's only a few little things we have to go back and grab, which is good. But uh, our house doesn't have internet yet. So oh, that's a bummer. No Netflix for me for life uh, of a twenty first century. X amount of time, which kind of sucks. Use that yeah. data, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, because we're talking about Netflix shows, we also finished uh, Haunting of Hill House. Man, that show's freaking great. Yeah, I, oh I'm hearing God. really good things about it. Was it was really good. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, we finished that this earlier this week. An actual, actually strong ending to a show. Yeah, we really I didn't liked left. It. I didn't leave sad or like bored. Like, man, that's great. You left satisfied. Satisfied. Yeah. yeah. Me too. That's good. I, I want to check that one out. It's I'm really good. Really good things about it. It's mm. got Elliot from uh, E.T. Well, I, I, should I say the thing about the kids that we that we that I told you after the show was done? No. That the, that the creator Mike Flanagan said. Oh yeah, go ahead. About yeah, who yeah. the kids are. Oh yeah. So so the kids, uh, and I think it enhances the experience. Like looking back on it, I really liked it. Uh, the kids by age are the five stages of grief. Oh, interesting. So the oldest is is denial. And then um, after denial, the next one is... Uh, I don't know the order of them. I don't know the order off the top of my head either. But I know there's uh, anger, denial, anger, then bargaining, yep. then uh, uh, depression or, or... Acceptance is the last depression one. Depression and then acceptance is the yeah. last one. Yeah. And so you realize that all the kids are the are strong representations of those five stages. That's one of Netflix's best best shows they've done. I yeah. Think. Yeah. It's really good. real good. I thought I saw something else, but I don't remember. Oh, well. Not that important. Oh well. Um, did I tell you guys I watched the first Purge? Did I watched that this week. I think you told me last week, but I also don't remember last I week. I watched the movie, The First Purge, not the not Purge. the actual First Purge. Yet. So I've watched all four Purge films. I, that's the only one I haven't seen yet. I haven't seen any but the original. Yeah, I think the First Purge was pretty good. It was interesting to see how it how we'll, how it worked out. We'll get to that. Hopefully soon. It's on our list. Maybe so, right after we finish the show. Yes. Yeah. I forgot that was still a thing we're doing. Yeah, the yes. show takes place after two, but before three. The show does? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, because the, sh- the second movie is six years after the first Purge, and then the show is ten years, and then oh, okay. three is 24 years after the first Purge. Future! Yeah, it's set in like 2040. Jason X Purge. Because it's, it's really funny, because like the Purge 2022, the Purge uh, Anarchy 2023, and that's the sixth, and then the Purge election year 2040. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, "Whoa, where'd you go?" <laughs> oh, that's interesting. It's like, it's like I wonder if that first one was like also counting on being like the near future instead mm-hmm. of just th- being in yeah, more political. Yeah, I think stuff, that's why they know? that's why they moved into like the the purge election. Yeah, that's why yeah. they moved it so far back because so far forward because they're like, "Oh, this is no longer the near future. This yeah. is now kind of close. We need to get over this. Whoops. We need to we need to move this further." Right. I think that's also like you retcon when the new founding fathers were elected. NFFA and the the yeah. new, the the first purge kind of again. It's set 2017 if you follow the timeline, but they never once mention a, mention a date yeah. because of that reason. Like you've already kind of like, oh, we're now here. 
That makes sense. Um, anyway, so shall we get on to the... Sure. Yes. I've been playing a lot more Assassin's Creed. It's great. That's all. Almost done with Spider-Man. Almost 100% on Spider-Man. Uh, I'm looking for the, the secret photos. Do you, have, do you have the thing that helps with that? Yeah. Okay, cool. And I unlocked the, uh, the underwear. Him in his underwear. There <laughs> are eight to ten ghosts hidden in each episode of Haunting of Hill House. Whoa, really? Just yes. in the background. Just just like they don't draw any attention to them. That's cool. They're like there for a single shot, and if you didn't see them, you just didn't see them. Yeah, once we discovered that, uh, every episode was like a scan. Like, oh, there's yeah, just, oh, man. <laughs> That's cool. And, right. and they really don't draw attention to them. It's crazy. That's cool. Yeah. All right, let's, let's get into it. Garçon, if you please. And here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear, thank you. Then to start off the news, we have Game of Thrones. Uh, it was fa- fairly, uh, fairly okay series. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, it's on uh, HBO, I think. How late is too late to fire someone? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> 117 episodes. Oh, too dang. late. I think 116 was the cutoff. <laughs> oh, okay. darn. So close. Yeah. Uh, but show. Game of Thrones, as we know, as we've known for a little while, I think we reported it on the show, uh, has been developing a ton of spinoffs. One of them, a prequel by Jane Goldman, uh, who's the writer of uh, Kingsman and Kingsman 2. Okay. Uh, Matthew Vaughn writer. Um, we have the official title revealed by George R. R. Martin called The Long Night. Ooh. It might be about the first one. Or the, the when I say the first one, then the first long night, because during the show they talk about the long night. It is so. exactly about that. Sweet. Ooh. Um, it is. So Naomi Watts was cast in the lead role. Uh, will play a charismatic socialite hiding a dark secret. John Whitehouse has also been cast, but no news on who he's going to be playing. Um, the idea is that. Uh, so, who said this? Corey Bloys, which is a great name. Uh, Corey Bloys of um, HBO said this about uh, Jane. There are very strong female characters, but it's an ensemble. Uh, there are men and women. Jane is a very good writer. We don't want to limit her uh, to writing female leads. There are a lot of very complicated leads in uh, the pilot. So he had that to say about just Jane's writing style and just kind of where the show is going to go. Basically saying it's basically like Game of Thrones. It's an ensemble show again. All right. That makes sense. Um, uh, this is the official logline. I don't know if we've actually said this on the show, but this is the official logline of the show. Uh, taking place thousands of years before the events of Game of Thrones, the series chronicles the world's descent from the golden age of heroes into its darkest hour. And only one thing is for sure. From the horrifying secrets of Restoros history to the true origin of the White Walkers, the mysteries of the East to the Starks of legend, it's not the story we think we know. Everything you knew is wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, you guys you guys watch Game of Thrones? What do you guys think about this There's a scene where we see the first White Walker being born. Yeah. Is by that, the children. Is that just what this is about? All that stuff, basically? Probably. Uh, I I mean I think it's about I think that'll be part of it yeah. but I don't yeah. think it's about that. It would, will we see that scene in in that show? Probably. Mm, we'll probably it sounds like it, the the mysteries of the White no, Walkers. No, I know. Yeah, maybe. Well, my guess is that the children of the forest are going to make a bunch of White Walkers and then they they realize they screw up. So hmm. I, I'm guessing it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like how we build something to fight you and then it's like oh shit we all have to fight them. Oh yeah. That's the Mass Effect thing too. It's and also nice. possibly the the Doom of Valyria because I kind of want to see the Doom of yeah, Valyria. Stone men, yeah, Stone Men, Dragon Men. I guess the show will lead up to probably ending at the cr- at the building of the Wall is kind of what what they've talked yeah, about. Yeah, I'm gu- I'm guessing that, that makes would sense. make sense. That's yeah. the only reference I know because I only watched the first season. Nah, uh, I, not, I probably will eventually. I'm sure. Uh, we have what t- what's the next season? April. Something like uh, that. Something like that. Oh, cool. did you guys see the photo of um, the two dragons burning the Night Walkers or the White Walkers? No. It's uh, John and Daenerys. They're both riding dragons, and uh, 
Uh, it was just a single still shot that was released. Um, it was just it's just them riding dragons, and dragons are bringing fire, uh, bringing a bunch of white walkers. The family that sleeps together stays together. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> you knew. I know more about the show than I probably should. And you That's never watched it. That's like a bad thing. It. The show's great. No, I know, but I haven't watched it. No, I know. It's That's all good. spoiled for me. Yeah. Hmm. That's all I'm saying. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, anyway, uh, speaking of... You'd have to do some real deep digging for every single facet of probably. the show to be spoiled. Probably. Speaking of uh, shows taking place on you know cable channels, Penny Dreadful, which is a show that's been canceled. Uh, it was on Showtime. Nobody Three seasons. watched it but me. Three seasons, right? Three seasons. Um, very, it's very highly regarded it's show. the best League of Extraordinary Gentlemen thing we'll ever get. Until they finally make, make that TV show. I, it's going to have to be a real damn good show to beat Penny Dreadful, my friend. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Um, so John Logan uh, will act as a creator of a new TV series called City of Angels, Penny Dreadful, colon, City of Angels, which is a, a spiritual sequel, it looks like, diving into a different area. Uh, it's supposed to come out sometime in 2019 uh, as the only one who's watched the show. What do you think about this? This is great because it's – I don't want this to be a situation where, like, uh, it comes back – it's like the community thing where, like, it comes back on a different network or, or a different showrunner or something like that. Um, but just doing a, con- a continuation – with a different mythology and using the monsters of Mexican folklore and stuff. Yeah, this it's is super freaking cool. This is the same guy who did yeah. Penny Dreadful. Is it still on Showtime? Yeah. Oh, then it's everybody. It's, it's everybody. It's really weird. It's like why not just we canceled the show. the show. Oh, okay. So like he, they, they have a quote from Showtime. Yeah. Um, we were so thrilled when John Logan came to us with this wildly original take on the Penny Dreadful mythology that explores both the human spirit and the spirit world here in California. Showtime president of programming Gary Levine. Uh, Penny Dreadful City of Angels promises to be an extraordinary saga, familial love set against the terrifying monsters that are around us and within us. Why'd you cancel it? Nobody <laughs> watched it. It was like it was a really low-rated show. Um, They're probably hoping for like people found the show on DVD. We'll I definitely watch think this. it got a cult following yeah. afterwards. Um, yeah, I really like this premise, and it's in the 30s. Uh, I think, and John Logan is like he's he's a guy who made he was like just like Mike Flanagan in Hill House uh-huh. like John Logan is like entrenched in Penny Dreadful right. so the fact that he's back gives me 100% hope mm-hmm. uh, and you can tell that that third season was like oh we gotta wrap this up before the next season like that last half of that season is really good but it's really fast Yeah. Uh, so it's really nice that like they're giving him a second chance like the end of uh, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes ooh I don't remember that second season of Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes like the last like five episodes are like Cosmic Red Skull oh we're cancelled we need to wrap this up oh. yeah you get whiplash yeah yeah, yeah. it's really oh, the ridiculous Iron Man villain I want my bird. No, 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 not that. Okay. No. Uh, so yeah, that's coming out. Uh, should be interesting. I should. W- I've always wanted to watch Penny Dreadful. I it's never seriously had, never really good. It. If you like vampires and Draculas it's and mummies, it's definitely a show I want to see. Oh yeah, Draculas. Yes. So this week we also got a, a mention that Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be having a TV series. Now normally I'd <gasps> be kind of like, you know, we should probably wait till we hear something, but we did. So you know, here we are. <laughs> um, uh, Malcolm Spellman, who is the uh, producer on Empire, is developing the series. Um, now, whether or not the show happens or not, or the Scarlet Witch Loki series happens or not, remains to be seen. I must, I must add, none of these shows are confirmed happening, but they are confirmed to be in development now that Kevin Feige, in one of his rare uh, media appearances since James Gunn's firing. It's like Groundhog's Day. He shows up. It's like, oh, we are going to get a Netflix show. Wow. Yeah. So he says he had this to say. Well, it's not 100% complete yet, so there's only so much I'm allowed to say, or so much they even tell me. But Paul mentioned the streaming service, and I think, I don't know who Paul is, I don't know who he's talking about. <laughs> uh, and I think that is something that we're going to be adding content to, which is exciting. I love your anthology with the campfire, right? As many people 
as you can get around the campfire and tell stories. Campfires can be different. Uh, we are going to tell stories for the streaming service that we wouldn't be able to tell in a theatrical experience, a longer-form narrative. That's what comics are. It's about as long-form na- a narrative as exists, but also maintaining that theatrical experience, which is our bread and butter, and the lines around the block, if you're lucky. So, yeah, he, he's finally confirmed that, yes, they are developing shows for the Disney streaming service. Yes, please. And he is producing them. That's awesome. I think that's really cool. That dude has his hands full, and I'm happy. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to hear that because I do want these shows. It's just you know, without him saying anything, I'm always kind of like, it yeah. didn't come from him. Should we believe this? Yeah, right. But yeah, these these are happening. Wasn't there also a rumor? I don't know if it was this week or last week. Maybe you already touched on it last week uh, about um, Nick Fury. No, about uh, Vision. Being yeah, part of there's oh, the rumor Scarlet this this week came out. I heard the Hawkeye Vision. one. Did you hear the Hawkeye one? Yeah. That they're developing a show with Kate with a uh, Kate uh, Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. And she's getting. Uh, People said Kate they, they've been clamoring for a Hawkeye one for so long. They really should. And just they just do casted it. a young actress who. They're not saying it's 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 Hawkeye, Lady Hawkeye, but like they casted a young girl who like might be Kate Bishop, and then that's yeah, but she also it. might be Cassie Lang. Like there's like no, they casted two actresses. No, but I'm telling yeah. you, like depending on who you ask, yeah, both those actresses are either either of those characters. Yeah, it's like when when they cast Matt Smith and Dominic Monaghan. They're either Thrawn or Ray's dad. Like who? Like mm-hmm. all these rumors are all these rumors. Yeah. Like these are we don't know. We don't know anything about these things. Never know. What do you think about this one, Ben? You've been a little silent lately. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to sneeze into the microphone. Um, do it. Be no. the Brachiosaurus from Jurassic Park. No, that, <laughs> I don't want my germs on the microphone. God, Is that your Brachiosaurus sneeze. That's noise? my Brachiosaurus sneeze. All right. <laughs> I, honestly, I thought it was just a matter of time until Feige would say something about the streaming service and the fact that he himself is producing something for it. I'm like, dude, do your thing. Whatever he does at Marvel apparently has turned into gold. I for wonder. Disney. So more than anything, I wonder what changed for him to have appearances again because yeah. you know I've been I've been saying you know it was really strange for a long time he wasn't saying anything after James Gunn was fired I know what it was he was hiding in a hole and Dizzy's like Kevin we need you to say something no <laughs> just for like two months and they're like Kevin there's like 20 years of news we need you need to say something about something he's like I guess it's not done but we're working on it and then he just runs away yeah that's all it is what was the? Did you guys see the? It's not on. It's not news to talk about. But did you guys see that bunch of fans like bought a billboard for four thousand dollars that says we yes. hire James Gunn? Yes. yes, I did not. Yeah, where, where is this billboard? I'm glad to know that MCU fans know. are just as crazy as DC fans. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Only they get their stuff like done and out there. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that they did that because they said in their message that they're like we're not expecting them to really rehire James Gunn. We just. We just wanted to be clear that there's support out there. Yeah, they're like, we just want James Gunn to know we want him back. We just want yeah. him to know we like him. Yeah. I thought that was fun. Yeah. Speaking of DC, though, if anyone has anything more to add about that. I don't I know how Marvel. I feel about more Winter Soldier, but that's just me. I mean, but I'm a TV show crazy about him. could really dive into that, can really dive into him more. You know what this tells me? If it's, if it's, a, if it's a Falcon and Winter Soldier, they're both getting a Netflix show. That there's Disney's not- show. What? Disney streaming show. Disney streaming show. Sorry, uh, uh, there's not going to be another Captain America. They're that, not. They're not passing the torch. That is. That is what that tells me also. Because they're not going to put Captain America on their streaming service. They're going to put him on the big screen. Right now, either they recast Chris Evans or they retire the character. Yeah. Recast. Recast. I think recast. retire then recast. I think have your cake and eat it too. Yum 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 yum. We talked like about take this a break for a movie. Yeah. Marvel. Yeah, cake. I mean that's fine. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, moving on to the worlds of DC, which is just kind of, I just use it because to talk about anything DC related. Uh, Birds of Prey. Ah! 
uh, which apparently is, in fact, the next film that's going to be filming. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. Has cast its villain, or at least is in final negotiations to, get, to cast its villain. Ewan McGregor has in final negotiations to be cast as Black Mask in the Birds of Prey series uh, movie. Series would be totally different. Neat. Yeah. This is, this seems like, this is what Suicide Squad should have done. Gone after a mob boss. Uh-huh. Yeah, ex- yeah. It's, yeah, it feels like a Suicide Squad movie. This is... Harley Quinn's there. Like, I really hope this is... Like, I don't think Harley Quinn should be in Birds of Prey, but nope. I do hope that this is better than Suicide Squad. I always hope that they're better than Suicide Squad, really. But the idea that they're not going after, like, what if Superman came down and we had a person <laughs> with a bat? I wonder if Mary Elizabeth Winstead was like, hey, you should do this. <laughs> oh, this the big comic book fan? No, because she yeah. did uh, um, Fargo with... She Ewan did McGregor. Too Far Go with Ewan. You're right. Yeah. And he played d- dual roles in that show. Yeah. And so yeah. I wonder Ewan if McGregor she... was in the show? Was yeah, just he was Fargo. in a season of Fargo. Oh, he okay. played twins. The last season of Fargo, he and Mary Elizabeth Winstead were a couple. Oh, I, mean, I get it. I get the cast of the movie and the cast of the show mixed up now. Oh, yeah. That show and the movie are not related at all. Except and the each cast show, looks a each lot show, like. Well, each show has a different cast. Yeah, I know. Or right. each it's season. Sorry. Because there's so many. I know Bruce Campbell was in the show. Yeah. Bruce Campbell was in the show as Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, um, Patrick Wilson was in the second season. Yeah. Yes, he was. I remember mm-hmm. a lot of people. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, you can you can cast great actors, but that doesn't mean anything anymore. I like Ewan being bad. Yeah, I've I, seen I him as a no, I mean, I Robin. Like Let me see bad. him as his as his. Uh, what's the what's the character's name? Something Sionis. Roman Sionis. Roman Sionis. There you go. No, I like I like the idea of it. I just hope the execution is as good as the casting. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about everybody who's been cast in Birds of Prey. I like all the people they've cast in Birds of Prey, but I trust you, Mary. Yeah, you only pick good things. And uh, her name escapes me, but the other one too, because I know her from Underground. I mean, they have a director that's unproven, really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, we'll I mean, see. it's cool that they casted someone. Which I mean, you and McGregor's Black Mass would be pretty sweet. But at the same time, it's totally out of left field too. Yeah, but at the same time, this is DC we're talking about. How many times has it said, "Yeah, we're doing something," and then they never do it? Well, no, it's not that. No, this is, this is happening. This is definitely happening. But it's it's the it's in pre production. You, you know, we had Will Smith <laughs> as Deadshot yeah. in Suicide Squad. We, we have Joe Magnanello as Deathstroke. And I would even barely count that because it's a credit scene. We have The Rock currently still cast as Black Adam. He's yeah. the first DC casting, too, and he hasn't yeah. had a movie yet. <laughs> so dumb. Watch, yeah. he has a credit scene in Shazam. I wouldn't mind that because that makes sense. No, that would be awesome. He's a Shazam character. I would want to see that yeah. in Shazam. Anyway, but ben, to your point, like, yeah, I mean, DC My, my point is, no, is no, no, that I want to touch, touch on one thing. Um, you said that, you know, how many times do these things happen and how many times do they say these things and then happen? Like, there's a difference between them being like, yeah, we're <laughs> de- they're developing all of these movies. It's just Birds of Prey is the first one to get to the finish line. So Birds of Prey is happening. And this is going to be filmed. Second. After the Joker. Second. Yeah, I meant after the Joker. Oh, after the Joker is filmed, they're going to go and they're going to film Birds of Prey. So this film is coming out. Though the ne- Watch, I mean, the next one's going to be New Gods. I don't know. Uh. Like, well, didn't we want a New Gods movie, though? Okay, we didn't uh, want... Okay. I barely want a DC movie. Let's right, not get not, too crazy. Okay, we may have not said we want a New Gods, but we're okay with a New Gods movie. Because the, dir- yeah. the director who went to DC that said, yo, I want to make the New Gods movie. They're like, all right, do it. I mean, I, that's I, I didn't like a wrinkle if, time. If the mentality at this point is that... Well, it was visually good. It just... Uh, bad script. I, Which, two different things. Yeah, okay. That, uh, yeah. But... Um, Anyway, uh, if the mentality is in fact like 
continuity doesn't mean anything. We're just trying to make good movies. I'll be like, fine, just make good movies because you haven't done that yet. Yeah. Um, whatever. I just want to see Shazam. Yeah, uh, Wonder Woman 84 is my most anticipated DC film. Mm. Uh, definitely Shazam. Ever since they cast Zachary Levi, it's definitely yeah, Shazam. That's my second most. Superman, if they have to decide to do it. That's not happening. You can't, you can't be excited about a movie that's Superman. never going to happen. Honestly, honestly, Shazam. I really want to see Shazam. Um, so Elseworlds, we got some, look, some new looks at Elseworlds. Uh, Ooh, first look at, uh, at the monitor, first official look at the monitor. He looks good, I think. He looks like a comic book monitor, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it looks really good. Uh, and we also found out that Bob Fraser has been cast as Psycho Pirate, who's, yeah. gonna, who's uh, probably just going to be an inmate in Arkham, uh, depending on how weird this show, this crossover is going. Psycho Pro- Pirate probably backdoor setup for Batwoman stuff. Could be backdoor setup I think for that's the exact reason. I think he's in Arkham, actually. Yeah, yeah he is in Arkham. He's yeah. an inmate in Arkham. Yeah. Um, yeah. Psycho Pirate's a really cool character, especially after learning about him at Tom King run, because he messes with your emotions and makes you do things based on your emotions. So there could be some, like, Scarecrow-esque, like... Stuff going on. Everything, everything we keep seeing from this crossover, I'm so happy the legends aren't a part of it because it's already so big and stuff. Right. And it's not because sidelined. I think the legends are bad. It's because like I always feel like there isn't really any time to do anything character specific when the legends are there yeah. because it's just too many characters. Like there's always. I feel like every time they've done the crossover. Okay, so like the last year when they did the crossover with the legends, that uh, they held them back for a whole episode because it was too many characters. Right, like they didn't show up till the end or something. Yeah, and I'm and I'm like, yeah, because it's just too much. It's too much once they're brought in. So, the the monitor being there pretty much signifies we're going to see an anti-monitor. There's no no because we did see because if they go by comics, we saw the monitor be- like years before we saw the anti-monitor. Yeah, isn't the monitor a good guy? Yeah. So who are they fighting then? Well, we've seen f- photos of... A lot of different things are happening in this yeah. crossover. We, we've seen photos of a black-suited Tyler Hoechlin. Yeah. And a normal-suited Tyler Hoechlin mm-hmm. staring each other down. Oh, so I we're that. looking at maybe some evil Superman. Somebody save me. And flashes the green arrow, and the green arrow is the Flash. Well, and so John Wesley Shipp is dressed as the 90s Flash. He, and so that show is... Straight up being referenced. I, I, yeah. think the, I think the show is just like you know what, screw. Let's just have a good time with it, and they're just. But doing but I'm a whole really excited about stuff. this because they can focus so much more on like stuff very personally to those characters because yeah. they're not getting bogged down with all the extras from the. There's from not the ten legends. other. Let's characters. be honest, because they're all side characters. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and we don't need them in this crossover story. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to this crossover. I am I'm, too. I'm kind of bummed that I didn't get, get caught up, but I will. I'll probably just watch the crossover. That's what I do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't believe him. Have you like watched last year's crossover yet? No, yeah. I haven't finished it. He didn't finish it, but he watched Star. That's it. what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, oh, you no, didn't. I haven't finished it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alrighty, so uh, we got some video game news. Yeah. Uh, the Witcher. I know. Like, I'll oh. consider it video game news, even so is a book. But um, we got our first look at uh, at uh, Henry Cavill. Um, Ryan, I want to go to you. What do you think of this? Going over to Ryan. Oh, he just, dropped, oh, just dropped his he mic turned down. It off. He is it's not a good part mic of oh, shit. Hey guys, you know what Handy Cavill looks like? You want to see him with a white wig? That's what he looks like. Sephiroth. <laughs> he does. He does. I saw the photo last night at dinner. He yeah, looks I exactly saw, like Sephiroth. I saw that. I was like, that wig should be shorter. No, because he has long hair. The thing no, is, but I mean, like, to you don't just you don't put a you don't put an accurate wig on someone whose face it can't match. You make the wig match the that's face. That's my thing. So when we fir- when we first discussed Henry Cavill getting cast, my thing was like, listen. Henry Cavill's a great actor, and he can do a raspy voice or whatever, but, like, 
Geralt, from what the game, all the games that I played, I haven't read the novels, but he's a lean dude. He's a fast, lean dude. He's got like Angelina Jolie cheek jo- cheekbones, right? He's like he's like gaudy. Uh, Henry Cavill's ripped and huge. He looks weird with that wig on, and like he's not gonna lose weight for this role, so it's gonna be a big bulky Witcher, and that's fine. It's gonna still be the same maybe character. The, maybe the book is big and bulky. Uh, bulky, bulky. I. I'm not the only person unhappy with this that I've seen. No, you're not. Like, uh, I, like, uh, I have again, no... Like, actually, Witcher has like crazy cat eyes, so like there's no makeup done and, and sub- stuff. Well, they could they could probably just not done with makeup. Yeah. But they also they, just, I, my opinion, they just shouldn't have put this video That's the out. thing. Because yeah. it wasn't even, finished. Why even release this? It doesn't make sense. I mean, sense. he doesn't... We don't see a scar. No. We don't see no. the eyes. Uh, they could be cutting the... They could cut the wig. They could add the scar. They could, it wasn't yeah. finished. It wasn't finished. It's just they so weird. It's literally just a wig. Like, it's not a first look. Also, he needs to grow more facial hair. Yeah. Yeah, cause I haven't played The Witcher, but uh, he, but um, Geralt is one of my mains on Soul Calibur Six. Yeah, and, and he's like a, he's like a sword fighty skinny dude. He's he's like Raphael. He's quick. Yeah, that dude is quick. Yeah. And when I saw this, I'm like, dude, like when uh, Spark said, dude, this looks like Sephiroth. I'm like, yeah, you should you should be in Final Fantasy Seven, not in The Witcher, in the video game. Yeah, not the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I don't. Yeah, I agree. They should not have put this uh, picture out. It looks uh, not good. Yeah, it's very early, but like, it's not a good first look. It's too early. It's incomplete. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Like he did. I was even looking at the, for the cat eyes. I'm like, I don't see the. I don't see the eyes. But if this, if this is the final look, oh, we're screwed. Probably not. But let's. let's if it is, I'm underwhelmed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not. Yeah, uh, and you said there was if casting. for no other reason than the response since it's been on. Yeah. Right. Uh, they did. They announced an, uh, a tons of a ton of cast. They ton, they round out the entire cast now. I don't want to read the whole cast. Uh, the only one that's like super uh, valuable, I think, is Triss Marigold, who's like like the third companion in their trio. Yeah, basically. So uh, they cast her. Is there anyone named Dandelion on there? Oh, let me see. Let's see. Is there anyone? Uh, is there a dude named Dandelion? Because he's a poet. Um, he's hilarious. I love. Uh, hmm. There's a lot of people. Uh, Lars Mikkelsen is in it. Ooh, is that um, Mads' brother? Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, the voice of um, Thrawn in Star Wars Rebels. Okay. Oh, yeah. cool. Um, da, 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 da. I'm not seeing a dandelion I think it's yet. more of a, a later game character, but I'm not sure. Maybe. That's fine. Anyway, they cast a Triss, and she's like a cool red-headed spunky chick, so uh, that's cool. And they can also cast Anna Schaefer from Harry Potter. Okay. Nope. Yeah, Anna Schaefer from Harry Potter. Oh, Triss. There it is. Anna Schaefer is Oh, Triss. she's Triss? Yeah. Okay, that's cool then. Okay. So, yeah. There you go. That was that's a lot of people. It's a big it's a big so ensemble. So they could still pull it off. Yeah, they could still pull it. One hundred percent. The PlayStation Classic released their lineup. Let me read the, let me read the lineup before uh, we get into some opinions. Yeah. Um, Battle Arena Toshinden. Yep. Cool Borders Two Destruction Derby Final Fantasy Seven Grand Theft Auto Intelligent Cube Cube. Sure. Uh, it's Cube. Yeah. Jumping Flash Metal Gear Solid Mr. Driller Odd World Abe's Odyssey. Rayman, Resident Evil Director's Cut, Revelations, Persona, Ridge Racer, Type 4, Super Puzzle Fighter 2, Turbo, Siphon Filter, Tekken 3, Tom Cancy's Rainbow Six, Twisted Metal, Wild Arena. What do you think about this? Um, About half that list is real good. Yeah? Yeah. I would say a little less than half is real good. I was being optimistic. <laughs> oh, you're being optimistic. I was um, being nice. I read an article saying that that a lot of the remasters and remakes, like Cl- Crash, Spyro, things, and Resident Evils, like all, they're all remaking these. So they didn't put them on here. Yeah, they didn't put them on there. So I think yeah. that's kind of a bummer. That's that's just business. I'd rather get yeah. the remakes. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I they're gonna look better. Well, hundred percent. Well, yeah, obviously, 
Yeah. Obviously, but the thing is, they're selling this system for a hundred bucks. Yeah. And it only comes with twenty games. I mean, yeah, the SNES only came with twenty-one games, but still, that was. I I don't know. That w- same price, one more game. Yeah. But the games on that were more classic. Sure. Yeah, but and the they're not they're not as demanding of remaster. Sure. Yeah, and also the SNES was the NES classic was eight was eighty bucks. It came with two controllers. Yeah. And you're you're buying it for that vintage feel yeah. that all those games come with. These PlayStation games don't have that same appeal. Well, yeah, a lot of SNES them, games. Do. A lot of them do, but also they're not bundling it with the dual the the dual shock controller. Well, all this is the old school without the without the rumble. Yeah. So games like Metal Gear Solid, they're not even going to play the same. It's gonna it's gonna be an incomplete game basically. Yeah, and really all those. And them. I want to say like almost all the like the big heavy hitters: Final Fantasy VII, Metal Gear Solid. Um, uh, Persona, uh, Odd World, Abe's Odyssey. You can get those games on the PlayStation Store already for like fourteen. I could get Final Fantasy VII for like fifteen bucks yeah. as an emulator. Aren't they remaking Final Fantasy VII? They yes. are eventually. Let's, yeah. let's not talk about that. Yeah. But as much as I love classic games, and the PlayStation was the era I grew up in, and I fully like, I still have my original PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I was shocked they would not put Ape Escape on there. I love Ape Escape. It's a dual DualShock game. Exactly. It's Joy like, Shock. why would you not put that, A, not put that on there, and B, not have a DualShock? Everyone knows about the DualShock. People don't, uh, I don't like it. I don't like it it's, at all. It's just, for $100 more, you could buy a PS4 right now and play Spider-Man. Yeah. But, like, again, like Let's do it. the point of this is that it's a, it's a classic thing for, like, nostalgia. But the nostalgia for a lot of these games isn't there for a lot of people. Do they say it's like the choices they, they made, specifically because they, like you said, Brandon, they remade a lot of classic games for business reasons. They can't use those, so they got to put like, okay, so like Jumping Jack Flash is like is like one of the the first PS one games came out. So like that's like, in terms, it's a classic, but it's not a fun game anymore. Right, it exactly. doesn't hold up. No, Dem- yeah. nobody yeah. cares about Demolition Derby, Destruction you, Derby. What were you asking, Ben? Did they fix the problem with the power cord? Or is the power cord still separate? I didn't see anything saying they've uh, changed. Must still be separate. Those the, bastards. But the SNES. Uh, package that had games that that yeah. were the mass appeal of what 100%. people wanted, and, and also that had games that were super hard to find. Yeah. Secret of Mana is yes. damn near impossible to get a physical copy of. Right, Whereas exactly. You can go to a, a like Frankenstein's, and you could probably find every single game on this list at at a, a used game store in great condition. Yeah, for like twenty bucks or less. Yeah, or on the PS Store, as you said, or on the PlayStation Store. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think Resident Evil is a great game, and the director's cut is something that's a cool feature to have. That it's not the original game; it's like the updated version, which is cool because they don't have that. Is a more uh, hard to find game than just the original one. And you are you, Metal Gear Solid as part of yeah, it. Yeah, but like I, that game's come out a hundred times on on every. They've made Metal Gear collections before and stuff. Yeah, and funny enough, I actually bought my roommate for his birthday Metal Gear. Oh, not Metal Gear. Uh, Resident Evil director's cut. Yeah, five bucks at a at the retro. Was game. it really? Then I was a liar. Look at that at Retro Gaming Expo. It that's was awesome. Like, it was like five or fifteen bucks. It was super cheap. That's still great. Yeah, this uh, is not a good list. Super Puzzle Fighter Two is really cool because it's Tetris merged with um, um, fighting, and yeah. those those type of games are always fun. So that's like for me, that's the most exciting game because I, I haven't played that game in years. But you but wouldn't spend a hundred dollars to no, play that game. Yeah. No. Nope. Um, all right, then real quick, um, <coughs> if you can, Nintendo <laughs> Nintendo Direct. Oh, something that makes me happy! Yay! Yeah. Uh, what? So I I don't know a whole lot about this. I, I did. We did see the the trailer for the um, World of Light for the World of Light, which is I guess Super Smash Brothers uh, story story, story mode. mode. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Sh- that's interesting. I think uh, they've yeah. had it before uh, in Brawl, which I, I liked a lot. So Space Emissary. Uh-huh. Um, so if you guys remember when we when Smash was first announced, I was bagging on it. Oh, you were. I am so glad to be proven wrong. I was there. It with just you. I just we needed a lot more time. Uh, and they're showing this game has so much shit. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's great. 
Yeah, and Ryan, you saw the whole... It wasn't just a Nintendo Direct. It was the Smash Brothers Direct. Yeah. It was, like, all about Smash Brothers. Ken, Ken is just going to be Ken and Ryu. Ken and uh, uh, Ken and Incineroar were the final yeah. two uh, I don't fighters. even know who Incineroar is. That's a new Pokemon. Yeah, it's, it's a Pokemon from Sun and Moon. I know yeah, I don't know is. that one. Yeah. Um, those are the, the final two fighters that were announced in the base game. Yeah. And they so also there's said... Seven, there's 74 characters? I think it was 78 <laughs> than the final number was. Well, without the DLC. Oh, oh yeah, without the DLC. Because there's going to be like five DLC fighters, six if you include Piranha Plant, because Piranha Plant is going to be a fi- uh, playable character in that game. And That's pretty cool. There's going to be like... They said in the direct, they said if you like pre-order the game or if you buy it the game early, there's a way you can get Piranha Plant. You get him for free, free like but in the first yeah. two months. Yeah, but if you wait, then he's gonna be available to purchase for like f- for six bucks. And there's also like another DLC pass where you get all the fighters when they release them. So there's gonna be That's cool. a Every total of eight, over eighty characters in Smash Bros. That's a whole I lot. Am so happy. Plus the story mode, and the story mode looks like a Super Mario esque like uh, overworld where you do different mm-hmm. challenges, fighting people, uh, and it looked like. Like depending on what zone you're in for that game, because like it looked like Pokemon, you were doing Pokemon esque things yeah. in yeah. the zone. Yeah, yeah. There's, and there's there was a, there was Sonic area. Yeah. There yeah. was a very good Zelda and Metroid. Like they yeah. they seem to got have gone very specific with the art and the detail of and the Star Fox area. You're, you're supposed around to be. In a they ship. went full crossover, and also yeah. they one thing that actually made me uh like tilt my head a little bit was the new spirit system. Ryan, you saw this, right? Yeah, I don't remember though. Uh, the spirit system is kind of like um, they take characters from other video games, like all the all the like the main fighters. They yeah. take characters from their those series, so it's like just one big massive crossover, and those characters kind of give your fighter or, or like little stat boosts. <clears throat> oh yeah, it's like a okay. They, they kind of do that stuff with the yeah. last one. Uh, no, they did because no? this is the their answer to getting rid of trophies and collectibles. They're like, okay, in a game this big, we're not gonna have you collect every single trophy because that's insane and stupid. We're gonna do something different so it can helps you fight. Not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. So it kind of makes throws in like a tiny little RPG mix into it. So you can like be like, okay, I need a like better attack, better defense, better stuff. And it like makes that. more uh, personal characters. Yeah. Like yeah. Also, I'll, like amiibo support. Yep. Amiibo like, support. I, 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 we don't have a Switch yet, but like the amiibos right. are the little figurines, and you're a collector that they actually do stuff in game. Yes. And you can like yeah. create characters, and you put your amiibo on there to use that character. And I'm like, shit, more stuff to buy. <laughs> But they look real good. Mm-hmm. They look real and good. And also, I like the Smash Bros. Amiibo figures because they look like the trophies that you would get at the end of the game yeah. after you beat uh, arcade mode. Mm. They look mm-hmm. real good. But, oh, I cannot I cannot wait for this game to come out. I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm just glad This out. game and Kingdom Hearts 3 are just going to consume my life and already. They come out a month apart, so, oh, boy. Oh, man. One's multiplayer, one's single player, so you're fine. Yeah, yeah. the nice thing is you're not going to get so sucked into Smash Brothers' story. Not so sucked in. Right. You won't be able to break away for Kingdom Hearts 3. Nah. Oh, once Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out, I'm probably going to, like, <clears throat> a request days off work so I could play that game. Just yeah. shut down. Yeah. Anything else you guys wanted to bring up before we get out of here? You're handsome. Oh. Well, no, he's I've, right. I've. Bye. <laughs> 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 All right, then. Time now for our main topic of the day. Uh, with the end of Filmstruck, uh, I figured that it would be time to talk about just kind of. The, I think it's. I think it's trying to light on people. Realizing that streaming isn't probably the end all be all for media, or it shouldn't be like the like, you know, the the transition shouldn't be like, oh, we should move to streaming. But I wanted to talk more than that. Just the the pros and cons of streaming as we see them. I think that's a that, that's an interesting topic. I know Sparks, you and I, we like to own yeah. lots of media. Yes, we do. What happened with Filmstruck? It was shut down. Struck down. 
Got him. <laughs> if you guys know, if you guys don't know, Filmstruck is a streaming service that was a partnership between Warner Media and Turner Classic Movies. Oh, uh, you were right. It was Warner. Oh, do you think they shut it down for Warner Brothers streaming service yes, coming did. next year? That's absolutely why they did. They said they said it in, the, in their in their in their thing. Well, there you go. Um, they they shut it down um, for their new streaming in favor of their new streaming service. Um, Turner Classic Movies had nothing to do with it. Um, it was a partnership. It wasn't there. It wasn't just Warner Media's. But the idea is that it was a place for cinephiles. It was a place for film historians to be like, hey, a lot of these movies aren't going to be available much longer. Here's a streaming service that has them all. If you want to see the Maltese Falcon, there it is. If you want to see Casablanca, there it is. If you want to see, I'm just naming the famous ones. I, there's, so there's tons of more obscure ones on this thing. But it was curated. It was like, I missed although, out on this. Although Turner has been doing a great job over the past few years putting these films out and restoring None of DVD. us use yeah. Filmstruck. None of us use Filmstruck. I didn't know about it. I have access to Turner Classic Movies, so I didn't worry yeah. about it. I, I, now knowing all that it did, I'm really upset that I missed out on it. But uh, anyway, uh, by the end of the month, it is gone. <coughs> so I put up a poll, uh, put up a couple polls, which I thought was interesting because um, I wanted to know what our audience thought of them. Um, I put up a couple. I put up one on Instagram, um, which was close, but uh, owning media won out. Uh-huh. Basically, the poll was, do you guys l- prefer to stream media or do you prefer to own media? Now, I meant I meant it in the sense of digital or physical. Like, you know, do you own the digital files? Do you, or instead of like buying it on iTunes, because as we've realized that if you, even if you buy it on iTunes, you don't own it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you own that file on Movies Anywhere or something like that, or physical... Or do you stream it? Streaming, I, I look at as borrowing. You're like borrowing a movie. So owning one out there um, on Twitter, owning one out, but that was much, that was even closer because we had less people vote. <laughs> uh, and then I posted on this on uh, a, a page I'm on called the Planet called the Planet Broadcasting Great Mates Group, which is about a, uh, fans of other podcasts uh, get together, and that was. Insane. 148 people preferred to own media to only 45 people who preferred to stream media. Wow. I thought that was really interesting. So where do we fall? What do, where, where, where do we prefer? I want to I go around the horn. I don't watch movies. So like at all. Yeah, I don't do streaming or own movies. Yeah, you don't I do like to stare at walls. Yeah. Like <laughs> an intellectual. Totally. You like watching paint dry. Dude, the, the waste paint dries is insane. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I'm... I'm in right in the middle. Yeah, I buy I buy games physically because I can't download 80 gig games. Yeah, my PlayStation doesn't have that much memory, uh, and I normally stream movies because it's a quick download and it's only two hours, and I'm usually done with a movie afterwards. Uh, I buy the I buy maybe one Blu-ray a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think let's put this a little differently. To you and I are different, Brandon, but to Ryan and Ben, when you do want to own a movie, mm-hmm. would you prefer to own it in physical form? Or like as an Amazon digital film, uh, physical. What's the preference? Okay, yeah. that's that's yeah. that's what I want to know. Yeah, considering that I fall on the owning side because I want to, I like owning a physical copy. Even I mean, Ryan, when you were talking about video games, that I have bought digital games for my PlayStation. So have I. But then I have to keep reminding myself, oh yeah, I have these games because I don't have the, I I might forget about because right. I don't have the physical copy off my shelf. Right, exactly. Yeah, Whereas, for me, it is definitely out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Whereas. Um, streaming wise, I love streaming television shows. Sure, like uh, Gravity. That's how I fell in love with Gravity Falls, Star vs. the Force of Evil, 
Um, listing all the shows, sequential order. No, I mean, just a whole bunch of other. Well, to be fair, like there's a lot of those shows that that don't get home video yeah. releases, like Star Wars. Disney is TV. is uh, aggressively not putting out TV shows well, on except DVD. for Gravity Falls. Yeah, yeah. Gravity Falls did get a full series yeah. release recently. But hey, where's that then. Girl Meets World? Huh, Disney? Yeah, but dude, it took them like 20 years to put out. Sorry, Ben. Boy Meets World. Yeah. Yeah, but even then, even though there is a physical DVD copy of Gravity Falls, I could just think of myself. Oh, I could just watch it on Hulu. I don't have to drop forty bucks where I only to. I could just watch it all in one go on Hulu. Yeah, right. I've said. Be, I've said. I'm doing a. I'm doing a guest on interview with a com- with a nerd. Sorry, I forgot to change the name. I'm doing a guest on interview with a nerd with Richard, a fan of the show, a uh, friend friend of the show, um, and I just I wanted to watch the third season of Digimon again. It's forty five bucks on DVD. Mm-hmm. It's on Hulu. Yeah, for TV shows, I tend to fall on streaming. Because they can be rather expensive. Yes. Yeah. And it's hard to and it's hard to do that. For especially like, you know, being twenty first century people, like we don't have the money our parents did at our age. Yes. So like think about how much how much media you guys consume and how much of that is that you actually bought it yourself. I mostly watch ninety percent streaming and then I watch the DVDs that you own Sparks. Yes. And then all my games are physical. But I use Netflix and Hulu and we have Verve, which is Shudder. Everything I could almost possibly want to watch is streamable. Yeah, I think this is. I think that the the debate is more. Uh, are you a type of person who will own a yeah. lot of that media, or are you not? I couldn't and afford then, to own then, everything. No, I no, watch. no. I I yeah. I'm, I'm with you, but that's why I wanted to ask you guys. Like, if you are to own it, want to own something, would you prefer to own it in the digital realm, or would you prefer to own it physically? Because that's that's to me what's more important. Because yeah. like I. I own things I want to own. You also own things that you yeah. don't like, because you're a collector. There are uh, there aren't a lot of things that I don't like currently. Yeah, and you my own collection. the Dark Tower. You own I, the Dark Tower. I but I like the Dark Tower. You do? Yeah. I mean, oh. I don't. I don't love the Dark Tower. But I, just, I like. The I just Dark don't Tower. like spending money on things. That's why my collection is so small. Because like I really have to enjoy something for me to want to spend that much money on it. Right, and I mean that's yeah. that's a difference in like in the in the personality thing. But when it comes yeah. to it, when it is something you want to own, like my threshold for wanting to own something is lower. Yeah. But when it comes to something you want to own, you want to own it in a physical capacity. You don't want to spend the fourteen dollars to only have it as a f- digital file. I don't. My favorite TV show is Twin Peaks, and I've. I've never bought it. I've only ever streamed it, right. whether it was years ago on Hulu or now on Showtime. Sure. I've never, I don't own my favorite show because it's always available. Right. So that's but, but that's, but that's the thing that I think is interesting. I think it's interesting that you're just borrowing it. Yeah. I mean, that's, so that's kind of the hang up that I have. That's why I prefer to own. Yeah. Um, because I don't like the idea of borrowing and that's all streaming is is you're borrowing this media because it can be gone as soon as they don't have the license we've yeah. seen that w- and we've seen that just as soon as just as lately as itunes itunes lost a license to a movie and mm-hmm. it was gone from people who bought it people who purchased it itunes could no longer support that movie so it was no longer available to them yeah um you are just borrowing that that media and i i i fall on under the thing where you know, you have access to so much, but then you have access to so little. Because we've seen with Filmstruck, there are films that are just going to be lost to history someday. But that's not because you're just because sucks. because me, because media is is going to a place. And Martin Scorsese, I read this art- article um, from Nerdist where Martin Scorsese was quoted. I'm I'm going to butcher it because I don't have it up there. But basically said, when you look at it as content to borrow, you lose the art. And you're looking at and what we're doing. I'm not talking about the Netflix originals yeah. because that's always going to be on Netflix. I'm talking about like 
let's take for example, like I said, Casablanca. We're never going to lose Casablanca, I don't think. But like, let's say for example, Casablanca, where if you if it's available on Netflix, it's you're borrowing it. Mm-hmm. If it's gone from Netflix, maybe uh, let's sit, pretend it's not that as popular as it is. It's not on DVD. It's not on Blu-ray. Not on 4K. Not it's gone. Gone forever. Near Dark is a vampire movie. Yeah. That. We, the only place we can how much was it on Amazon? It's like a seventy-five dollar Blu-ray. Yeah, and like, and like no a, place has it streaming. DVD. So either you either buy it on like Amazon Prime or yeah, you iTunes. Either own it. So the only way to actually get a, a a cheap copy of Near Dark is digital. That's the only way. Right. Right. And that's that's on the that's unfortunately that's just like a history problem. Like we don't we don't uh, take care of our our media. Like preservation, film preservation, but I, I, like that. I mean, it could be a, it could be two pronged. It could be, a, yeah, we don't take care of it, but yeah. also maybe there's the the audience isn't there for that sort of stuff yeah. anymore, uh, and that that in itself is sad. I think uh, both of which is sad. I just owning is the only way. If you're buying it, physical or digital, it's the only way you can keep it. Is the only way it's yours. It's yeah. the only way that you can continue to see these films over and over and over again. Um, a lot of my collection has come from years before Hulu and Netflix, yeah. and I just still have it because I take care and keep my stuff. Yeah, Same. but um, but I haven't uh, ever since I got Hulu and Netflix. I I've been my my willingness to buy something has been lower. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have to really it's something I want. That's me um, with television, or I or I have an opportunity where the money is plentiful and yeah. I have it to spare. Yeah. Um. Uh, certainly with television that comes up a lot, but, but even but even with movies also. Like ever see myself buying TV shows because like, <laughs> excuse me, he just died. Almost, I'm I'm very sick. Uh, almost all the TV shows like since streaming even began, like they're always available. I feel like sure, like Doctor Who. Like I know you own Doctor Who, but like right, right. I've only ever seen it like online. Really good, really good example. Doctor Who is no longer on, uh, is no longer accessible streaming. Yeah. You can't uh, watch it streaming. Uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, has we it. watched it streaming. Amazon Prime. Fair we, point. Sorry, Amazon Prime does have it. Yeah. That's fair. Um, and that and that's the thing is like I have I have Prime, I have Hulu, I have Netflix, I have Verve, I have all these different things, so I can watch all these things in different places. So a lot of what I buy these days are things where either I want them because I want the special features. That's the reason I buy Blu-rays because I love special features. Right. Or I want them because they aren't available on any of those things. Yeah. And like the only way you can find it is piracy yeah but yeah, um, i I've, i kind of fall i kind of fall in the same place like godzilla let's take a, you know godzilla bunch of godzilla stuff is not available on dvd oh, blu-ray yeah, yeah. um uh streaming is just not uh but now they're you know they finally put out a bunch of them on dvd there's still a ton that's not available um not a ton there's only like a handful left i think right now there's only two yeah they've actually, all, uh, son of godzilla has not gotten a re-release yeah and uh, since Terra like, the new wave of dvds Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, the first one. The first one. Yeah, and then 1984. Technically, we can't see the American version, but we can still see the Japanese version dubbed. Right. Um, it's a little bit of geekery for you. <laughs> um, but so that's a perfect example. Like those films could very well be lost to right. history. And and you and I are film dorks. cinephiles. So uh, film dorks. And uh, so we <laughs> I we like we like sir. seeing all the special features and stuff. Yeah. And so that's a big reason why. I choose to buy something is because I I want all that extra material, and I'll I'll even admit that in some cases it's like man it comes with all this extra material that I'll never watch mm-hmm. but it's there. <laughs> I um, I had no joke considered buying, uh, what was the Kevin Spacey turned into Christopher Plummer, 
movie? All the money, all the money in the world. world. Uh, I no joke considered buying the Blu-ray just to watch the special feature where Ridley Scott talks about firing Ridley Scott and rehiring hiring Kevin Spacey. Plumber. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. I almost bought that Blu-ray. I was like, I don't like the movie enough. I shouldn't. Now, right. It's funny because when I buy Blu-rays, like movies specifically, I buy them because like the Marvel films I buy because I want to grow my collection. I want my like collection of Marvel films, but also I just want them because I just want to have them. Sure. I mean, yeah, they might end up on Netflix or Hulu eventually. But then it's like, no, I like Ray Player One, for example. I wanted that movie the second it came out. Sure. My girlfriend got it for me. But I would, other movies I no really wouldn't care about the special features. It's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Having the special features is great. But I wanted to buy this movie because it was a really good movie that I really enjoyed and I want to own it for myself. Ooh, I know. I just realized I know why I'm not, I don't care so much for physical media because I buy physical comic books, but reading a comic book digitally and physically are very different things. Watching a movie is the exact same no matter what uh, media, whatever what is it a movie or on streaming. Sure. Like reading a digital comic, you do not get the same effect as a page turn. Sure. So yeah, I buy true. all my comics. I don't really care for digital comics too much. Right. But I can watch a digital movie the exact same as a physical movie. Oh, so to me, it's, it doesn't. Here's as long the, as I get to see it. Here's the quote, by the way. I, I found the quote that uh, Martin Scorsese said. Um, so this article I, I read. Uh, at TCM uh, Film Festival in spring 2018, Martin Scorsese gave a speech upon receiving the very first uh, Robert Osborne Award and said he worries about the place for cinema in the age of, quote, content. He said, if there's no sense of value to a particular movie, then it can be sampled and watched in bits and pieces and just forgotten. Uh, he impressed upon those uh, who have the rights to movies, quote, that they are in temporary legal ownership of something much, much greater than content or disposable merchandise. And that's kind of what we're going with, with, you know, you know, look at how many streaming services we have. Like you were talking about, Ben, you were talking about the Marvel movies. Well, eventually those will be all on this Disney streaming service. Yep. Warner Brothers will eventually have all the Warner Brothers streaming service. Netflix will have all their original content. Hulu will have probably TV shows still. I don't know. They seem to be doing okay. Um, you have all these different streaming services. You know, someone's not going to... There's going to be tons of movies that are just not going to be available because you can't afford it. Yeah. Because they're not being readily given to you uh, in, in a way that be like, it would be like if Citizen Kane no longer existed on physical media. It's not on Netflix. See, it's not on Hulu. The point you made, Brandon, is, is maybe of all this conversation, like the biggest thing that I can think of is like, so we have Netflix original movies. They yes. don't get physical releases, do they? Uh, some of them do. In, in time. In, in time, time, and their, their TV shows more than more than not do. Okay. Because yeah, so I remember, sorry, Ryan, but yeah. I do. There's money in physical media, which is why they do it. Yeah. Well, I do remember specifically seeing um, Daredevil, either House, no, it was House of Cards. It was one of the seasons of House of Cards. Stranger Things on DVD. Yeah. Was out on DVD at Target, and I was no, looking at it going, yet. and my question was, if you already own Netflix... Why would you go out and buy the DVD? It's not for the people it? who own Netflix. It's for, it's for the people, people who, don't. who don't. Exactly. And yeah. then if, I think it was you or someone who says, like, no, it's for the people who don't own it. I was like, oh, okay, then that makes sense. The The day I got Netflix was the day Daredevil came out. Ah. I, really? Yes. I, I used Netflix that. since literally the first time I announced it because I would rent uh, – we would do the, the three DVD – Package or two or three DVDs. I remember package. that day. Yeah, oh, and that's man. that's when I watched a new movie every single day was because sure. of Netflix. Right, and yeah. I mean I get that. Um, but but for me, like it wasn't something I needed. Yeah. Until Daredevil. Right. And then I was like, okay, I'm not gonna wait for a physical media release two and a half years it later. Took or them yeah, like two years to put yeah, that on DVD. Uh, I'm not gonna wait for that. I'm gonna be watching Daredevil. Funny thing is, I just bought Voltron season one and two on DVD. 
Nice. Just because, and like that, I have I can have access to that. But I, for me, when it comes to Voltron, and you've you've been talking about this a lot, Sparks, um, because I love Voltron so much, I want to share my support by buying it. Because again, it's the only way these people make money. Is Netflix is also has an interesting problem, which we don't need to get into, but it has a syndication problem. You don't get money as soon as it's on the air. You get paid, and then you don't. Unless they put it on DVD, in which case you get the you get the the the, the money from those from those sales, right? Unlike a TV show, when it when it, where it's if it's on network, once it gets syndicated, you keep getting the paycheck, mm-hmm. right? And Netflix, you don't get that that deal. Yeah, there's a I lot learned of that from Rest Development season five. There's a lot of streaming bylaws that are not nice. So for me, I think that a lot of it comes down to boy. Okay. Um, when I was young, uh, the only way I could watch anything is I didn't have access to like regular television or anything. I just had my VHSs. So I would watch my VHSs over and over. I loved my VHSs. I um, had all like the first five seasons of Dragon Ball Z on VHS. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's how I, I would watch same. same. And that's how I would watch my, my media. And that's what I got used to. And then eventually I, I had access to television and everything. Um, the thing is, I, I think... I always wanted to like keep collecting those things, uh, but it got more intense after when I left my my first home and went to the second. Uh, we still had the first home, but other people were renting it, and they broke in and they stole a ton of our stuff. And so just tons of things from my childhood are just gone, and I'll never have them. And, and some of those things, not necessarily in this kind of form, like v- movies and things, yeah. but some of those things I, I can't get back. Um, like there's no way to get them. Like there's just you know toys and products that I think of and they're gone forever. Um, for me, I think that it's become <clears throat> because I'm such a film nerd. I'm just banking that my children will like film and television and be nerds too. They're gonna love football so, and that's it. So that I can share with them all the things I have and I don't have to rely on does Netflix have it today? Yeah. Um, I don't like holding something that I want to watch in the hands of someone else. Uh, it, I don't love that feeling. I'll tell you what. If it's something I actually want to watch, yeah. like if it's one of the more, and I'll admit, like there's things in my collection that I'm more passive about, and I'm like, eh. Yeah. But, but for the most part, it's things where like, you know, uh, if they just decided, you know what, we're taking down all the Muppets movies and you can't watch them now. And I'm like, well, I'm glad I own them because yeah. otherwise I wouldn't have access yeah. to showing the, the Muppets new, movies to my kid. The new Halloween movie was coming out and no streaming service except for Showtime, which you only can get if you already have a Showtime subscription uh, channel, uh, was playing them. It's like, right. well, if I want to watch these Halloween movies, you gotta I'm screwed. You gotta I got to own them. them. Yeah, But, I mean... We live in a different age than like our parents because like that was the choice. You either you owned it or you didn't. Right. But now you can like. But they were always available. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, there's still like right now like a lot of the things that are available from 20 years ago are still available now. Sure. Right? Yeah, I still have my grandmother's copy of King Kong on VHS. <laughs> right, but that that's that's me kind of quantifying. No, that. yeah. But like, um, that's why I prefer to have it in my house so that when the internet goes out. Yeah. Y2K. I got. Yeah. No, that happened to us when we were here. The internet oh, went yeah, out yeah. for like a day, and we put on a movie oh yeah whenever the, the internet collection. goes out i'm like well i'm okay yeah uh <laughs> yeah or when you're moving you still don't have internet you're like what do i do now yeah. right for i i know i also just realized like most of it is out of two things it's convenience and money yeah 20 yes, movies are 20 bucks a piece unless you find them on sale i don't like spending a lot hey, of we money doing black friday this year yeah of course yeah 
and and convenience for like man just like whether it's Netflix or Hulu like I have and of course they might not be there tomorrow but like yeah what I mean like you want to watch Jurassic Park I don't think about it that that much I don't think it's that big of a deal for me like if I if Jurassic Park is nowhere available then I'll just buy it. Yeah, but, and but this it's is, for my entire half of my adult life. Everything you don't need event. to worry about. I it. don't yeah. need to worry about it. Yeah, this, this is why I wanted to t- why I yeah. wanted to touch on this because we all have very different views on on this sort of thing, and I think it's really interesting. Uh, for me, uh, physical media is about preserving history, mm-hmm. whereas you got to own Batman v Superman. He, I I do, <laughs> I do own it. Yeah, preserve that history. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, like, sicko. never forget. I think about it this way. Uh, this is actually kind of, kind of, kind of a, kind of gonna hurt my argument, but I, I, I like this. So, um, uh, what was that movie called? In the Way of the Wind, or Orson Welles' final movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Is now on Netflix. Yes. You know, Netflix bought it. They cut it. They. Oh yeah, the seventies one. Yeah, yeah. They put it out. Finally, after forty years, it is available to watch on Netflix. That's history. Mm-hmm. And that's, but that's Netflix preserving history. To be fair. Yeah, it's um, Netflix. Yeah. And. Uh, I'm I'm kind of in a similar way because like uh, you know I want to make sure that like my kids can see stuff like this. That's that's because I, I get weird about that stuff. I don't think that everybody should own as many movies and stuff as me. That's yeah. something that is uh, 100% yeah. something I get a fulfillment out of. And part of it is that uh, again with the help of Netflix and Hulu and all the streaming services, I've tempered when I decide to buy something. Yes. So now I usually pick up a movie when it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. And I time it out unless it's something I know I want to own and I want to own it now and I want that version like the Marvel films when they yeah. come out. I'm like, no, I'm just going to put I, I want it. It's going to go up there. We're yeah. also we're um, no good. Continue. Sorry. Uh, but it, it's I lost it. Go on. Sorry, buddy. No, I'll try and find it. Uh, we're also like us for are way in more into these things than the average person. We're like, collectors. Sure. Yeah. Like my like I'll talk about like my mom. Like she's the type of person who's like, oh, I want to watch something. Let's just turn on Netflix and see what happens. Sure. She's not like, ooh, I got to I'm going to watch that third sequel to that movie I own. Like most people aren't like us. So no, I think for true. most people, they're streamers because it's just what's available. I think what I I think what I want more than anything, maybe don't preserve. Maybe look, physical media is going to go away. Digital media is uh, owning or streaming is is going to not in our lifetime. I don't think. Uh, I'll, well, I'll disagree with that one, but I won't. We won't have to. Do get you think into DVDs it. will be gone in thirty years? Yes. Um, no. We don't, again. We don't have to get into it. Um, one of the things that I would like to see is more of like Netflix doing what they did with Orson Welles' last film. More streaming services like Filmstruck. I want Netflix, Hulu. Disney, whatever. I mean, Disney has is gonna preserve their own films because they will, but they got a fault. I I don't I don't need a thousand and one streaming services. I just need someone out there to be like, we want to preserve film. We want to preserve history. Yeah. So, you, so you basically want Turner Classic Movies, the streaming service, pretty much. Okay. Filmstruck. Yeah. And like, uh, because I want them to give a damn. Uh-huh. And right now, Netflix has been very clear. They don't give a damn. Well, sure. But I mean, like, Tur- Turner Classic isn't going away. And that's the thing. Turner Classic is the home of preserving these. Yes. And they preserve a shit ton. Yeah. I mean, there are movies I see- I've seen on there. And the thing is, I there are movies I see on there. And I'm like, man, I love that movie. I want to show that movie to my mom. That movie's not available on DVD yet. Mm-hmm. It's not available as a digital file. It's only available... If you happen to see it on Turner Classic Movies, see, and it's, I, it's weird because it goes both ways for those. Kind right, of and I want to see more of I, that kind of thing. I'm like, when it comes down to it, whatever way I got to get it, I'll get it. Like, if it's a digital file that I have to pay for from Turner Classic, then I'll do it. But it gets, I think, where physical media gets its most valuable is here's a great example. My favorite movie is The Lion King. 
I own now because I gave one away. I own uh, the current like Blu-ray version of The Lion King, but I also own a DVD version from about ten years ago, and I won't get rid of it. And the reason is that is the only copy that has an alternate version of the film where they put the morning report song back in. Oh, I remember that. With yeah. the full animation and Zazu. And in this new Blu-ray release they just put out, they took it away again. So I won't get rid of that. They didn't even put it as a special feature. Right. Yeah, that's so weird. I won't get rid of that DVD because that is now my only way I can watch that version of the movie. Um, and that happens with some things where like you can only yeah. watch this version if you have that media copy. I yeah. have a couple of DVDs that are similar. Yeah. Um, Beauty and the Beast. My copy of Beauty and the Beast and, doesn't and have for a that, human I, I again. Find, I find like that some physical media completely invaluable. Like it's because it has that. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't talk about it, but I wanted to mention real quick. Um, Netflix finally realizing that a physical media is profitable, and b putting your movies in theaters again gets the Oscar recognition. Are putting three of their films, their Oscar. Uh, potential films in theaters mm-hmm. uh, to get uh, Oscar recognition. So uh, suck at Netflix. Give a damn. They did, like, it was either a year or two ago with the Aegis Elba movie, A Beast of No Nation. Uh, they wanted the Academy to recognize, recognize it. it, but they wouldn't because yeah. it was seen as a TV movie because it's on TV. Right. Technically. It's right. weird. It, it's, it's, it's a weird thing because it's not technically TV. It's just but not. But it's also not technically not. It's just not in a theater. But it's still a movie. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's why uh, Tommy Wiseau paid for The Room to be in theaters for a week is so that it would get Oscar recognition. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just feel like... I w- I, I w- Turner Classic Movies... I don't have access to Turner Classic Movies, unfortunately. Oh, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I want I want more streaming services, if, if that is indeed the future, to treat films like Turner Classic Movies does. Yeah, I mean, that'd be... I, I, the best you could hope for, honestly, is that Turner Classic sets up its own streaming thing. I mean, they tried with Filmstruck, but hopefully they'll try again. Yeah, I mean, but that's like the best you could hope for because the future of streaming, unfortunately, for the next like 20 years is likely that it's going to just turn into basically cable packages except it's streaming services. Yeah. yeah. That's that's where we're headed yeah. with it. Because we got so it's, just too many. So they're not going to try and condense, like, sorry. It's not there. It, the only hope is that Turner Classic runs something yeah. because in most cases Turner Classic are the only people who have these copies of the films. Plus, all of they those have the film old, reels. Yes. all of those old Warner Brothers movies are probably going to be on that streaming service. As far back as they can go, I'm sure. For, for the, I, I think most of those film struck movies will be on Warner Brothers, so like, uh, we won't I, I believe be losing Disney, them. I also believe that Disney Play, um, you know, there's I mean, there's a probably a lot of the older Fox pictures and a lot of the old Disney films. I'm sure Disney Play will have old Oswald mm-hmm. uh, shorts. That'd be great if they did that. Again, but that's preserving the history. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that. I mean, that's... Yeah. Can you imagine just being like, hey, kids, want to watch Oswald? Yeah. I would love that. I mean, they... they I don't have them here, but they they release like DVD collections of all the old cartoons. Universal released the Oswald collection a little while back, too, when they used to have the rights. Dis- Disney did it uh, they did this whole legacy collection thing. I think this was yeah. I think this was maybe twelve years ago, and uh, they put out the entire Mickey Mouse pantheon of cartoons, black and white and color, as collections. That's pretty cool. Entire Donald Duck, entire Goofy, entire Pluto. Yeah. Um, some of the like best or biggest episodes of the Disneyland show, uh, Zorro, the Zorro Legacy Collection, and all the episodes of Zorro. Um, you and I used to love that show. Oswald, and Oswald too. Yeah. Uh, and so all those came out, but that was 12 years ago. And if you didn't get them then, sorry. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> they're, um, no, they're not gone. They're just real expensive on eBay. Are the Netflix revival shows like like Arrested Development and Fuller House, are those on DVD? 
Fuller House is Arrested Development okay. is not as far as okay. I'm as far so, as I know. This isn't like arguing for stream or anything, but like we wouldn't have like some people's favorite shows come back without that service. Yeah, and, and I some think would argue we shouldn't. Oh yeah, I don't <laughs> think either of those shows are or anything that this needs about, but and, and it's I, cool that they're there. And I don't think this to me this isn't a like is streaming bad. No, yeah, kind yeah. of discussion. I don't think streaming's bad. I don't think so either. But just looking um, at my life, if I like, am I a physical or a digital person? Most of my everything is digital. I think, but I have a lot. I of physical. think I think you are more physical than I, I think you. The things yeah, you care is, about, you own. Physically. I buy games digital, that's comics, a, or, or sorry, physical. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's what I mean. Is like what you want to yeah. have, you have physically. Yeah, if you want yeah. to have it, it's just we have a different level of what yeah, we I want mean, to I own look physically. At my... But I think I think you are about not that you're anti streaming or that you favor you yeah. favor owning more than streaming. That's not what There's I'm saying. Movies I'm I saying, can I'm saying if anyway, it's something yeah. that you want to yeah. own, you want to own it physically. Yeah. Yeah. It um, just mostly and I, I love movies, but it's just it's never movies. No, I mean it's yeah. cuz you're able to be it, it's easy to be pass Do you own Blade Runner 2049? No. Yeah, but That's I own the five disc collector that, set. That one kind of surprises Runner. me. Yeah, how come you don't? Uh, this is just me being curious. Yeah. How come you don't own Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Is it just you haven't wanted to spend the money on it? Like, is it something you want to own at some point? I want to own. I would love to own everything, but it's mostly money. Yeah, but yeah, but so that I, that is a movie because yeah. you, we've talked about it. You, I do love that. You movie. go back and forth on whether you like that more than Blade Runner. Yeah, so they go hand that, in hand. That's one that I'm like. That feels like something you would want to yeah. own physically. Like I own because you'd want to see the special features. Yeah, like on I that. own. Like I don't think it's the best movie, but I own Watchmen, and I own sure. I own uh, uh, Evil Dead Two. Yeah, and I own Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, that's I think it's and uh, Alien vs Predator. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for that one. Well, You're and welcome. See, and, and some of us for our collection, some of that is just stuff that people give us. Yeah, you yeah, know? and I, I, you know, I, I'm not I'm not arguing. I don't want to like argue my collection, but like the yeah. way I treat my collection, I treat it. You know, I try to curate it, so I get rid of things. I'm like, I don't want this. Yeah. I'll never see this. I'm good. So I get rid of stuff like that so that I can keep my collection. And I look at my collection. I'm like, I, this is what I love or and or like. I mean, there's still a couple of movies. I have Jonah Hex. I don't know why. <laughs> that film's kind of fun. And then and then sometimes sometimes it is just I buy something to support it. Yeah. 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 Like you and I bought Tomorrowland. Be like, I bought. I, I support <laughs> that film. I I didn't need to buy the first season of Steven Universe on DVD because frankly I don't want it on DVD. I want it on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. But I did it anyway because I want to support them putting it out on physical media. Yeah. Boy Meets World. You and I bought those DVDs because we wanted to support them keeping putting out Boy Meets yeah, World. Yeah, I bought on them. DVD. I bought them the first time they did it, and then they quit, and then they came back and did it again. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally finished it. Yes. So sometimes, sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's yeah, you just I mean, want to be like, hey, I do want this thing. You support the the easiest way to support something is to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. give it that money, and but then but they that's feel supported. my. I don't understand the people who spend $15 on Amazon or iTunes to buy a movie. I know a lot of people like that, though. No, but I don't get that. That's the part I don't get is because I'm like, if you're going to – you could probably get that movie for, like, honestly, if you're not that snicky, like, persnickety about it, some of those movies that are, like – like, the original Toy Story is on there for, like, $15, yeah. right? Uh, everything, ten, everything like, comes out. Right but now. everything comes out at, like, $15, right? Right. You could buy it. Like you here's, could buy it on DVD. Here's the weird, the weird argument for not much. This isn't me, but like I, I have a friend who has a huge iTunes catalog. Sure, huge, which means that they open their laptop, they could watch it, they can close it, they can do it on their TV, they could do it on their phone. It's all just one click away. 
but like that could be gone if iTunes goes goes away. Right. But, but it's and it's out of uh, uh, convenience. Ease. Convenience. Sure. Yeah. But the thing is, pretty much all physical media you buy at this point, yeah. you get a digital copy. That's true. So you have that anyway. And you have movies anywhere, which is guaranteed to be I don't think a lot of people know that, though. Every movie I bought, they put it right out the top. Every yeah, DVD says it comes movies with a digital anywhere. Code. I, don't think, I don't know if they care, then. Because if they're already buying but physically. But you see, that's, that's the... No, I get you. That's, that's where I'm like, why spend $15 for just a digital copy when you could own the physical that comes with all the features and get the digital code? It's weird. For like either the same price, or in some cases less, or in some cases just $5 more. I don't get that. Yeah, it's silly. That part where you're making the decision to buy the movie, I don't understand. Yeah. Rent it, yeah. stream it, I get it. Speaking of buy man it, who, man digital? Who man Who Invented Christmas was 20 bucks on on uh, on Amazon. Uh-huh. Found a Target for 13 Thank you very much. There you go. Thank it's you, Target. Uh, on Amazon Prime right now. Yeah, for 18 I checked. No, it's uh, uh, no, it's on streaming Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. I, know, I, want, I really want to buy it. No, I know you did. I wanted as my question. I was just saying. That sort of thing, like I'll buy things that I'm like, I want. Like I bought all four Conjuring films because I was like, I want these in my collection. Mm-hmm. How much was it at Target? Thirteen. Oh, I need to buy that. Yeah. Uh, Halloween, like, it's very difficult to find all the Halloween movies right now for whatever reason. Um, the first one is is available. You either need to buy them as a collection, or hunt them down individually. Yeah, the buy, the collection is not freely available. Except from third-party sites, sure, which is hard to find. And but the first one DVD is easy to find because they just released the 4K, so they want the DVD companion with it right now. Ben, what's the last movie you bought? Ooh, last movie that I bought. Ready Player One. Actually, no, it was um, I think it was Digimon. Oh, okay. Digital Monsters. I think because I bought that because com- I bought that at Comic Con. Oh, wait, no, I think I bought that's the one I can remember off the top of my head because I bought that at Comic Con and it was a pre-release. I just pre-ordered the the sixth movie. It's coming out December fourth. Nice, a lot of movies. Um, but because I want, I mean, because the Digimon movies, we were getting those physical copies, and I want those physical copies. And also, I'm now of a collector mindset where if I start, if I bought all the ones of DVDs, like I need to have them all. Uh, I need to have a complete Gotta catch set. Them all. Yeah, I feel you, man. Yeah, but also here's this one thing that I was thinking of. Um, you guys know one of my favorite shows is Ruby R W B Y. That's a YouTube show. Yeah, it's a, but they also sell uh, Blu-rays on the Rooster Teeth website. Okay. Oh yeah, Rooster Teeth sold Red vs. Blue on DVD. I have like the yeah. first ten I seasons also of those. Now, here's <laughs> the I thing. also have Red vs. Blue. <laughs> here's the thing, I um, literally can be available for free. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, Red vs. Blue was on Netflix. Um, I think it still is. Ruby was on Netflix. That's how I fell in love with it, mm-hmm. and of course I I caught up with the season on YouTube or when they released it. But I really want the Blu-rays because, and here's the thing, it's like, well, if you can watch it for free on YouTube and it's never going to come off of YouTube, why would you want to pay money for the physical copies? Support them. Because, not just to support them, but also the way they format it. Because if you watch the movies, if, um, Ruby or Red vs. Blue on um, YouTube or, or on uh, Netflix or the Blu-ray, they seamlessly stream it as a whole movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas on YouTube, you have to watch the opening again. You have to click, you have to like go through the YouTube ad. Then you have yeah. to go through the um, the opening of the show, and then you just have to wait till the credits roll, and then start the new one. Whereas on the on the physical copy, it's like you got two and a half hours or three hours, you're good. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say one thing: streaming is you know we look at streaming as we still look at streaming as renting, which I think is interesting because renting was very different. Mm-hmm. You go to Blockbuster, they have everything. Netflix DVD still has everything. Mm-hmm. It's still around. It still has everything. You yep. can get whatever you want. People forget that you can still do the DVD service. Yeah, it's Redbox. You know those. those you can still you still 
buy the you still rent these things. It's very different than streaming because streaming has a rotating catalog of what do we have the rights to for this month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas DVD, we have the DVD, we rent the DVD. I yep. keep seeing a list or like these like headlines on fun my friends' Facebook pages where it's like, what's leaving and coming to Netflix this yes. month? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll give you a great example of like home media. I wish I hadn't given up in wi- like uh, DVD and Blu-ray. Not always automatically the correct thing to do. Um, I wish I still owned all of the Dragon Ball Z uncut VHSs that I had. And the reason is because every uh, version that they've now released to DVD and Blu-ray, they cropped out uh, part of the picture. Mm. So it's not actually the full... Even Kai? Yeah. Really? Yeah. They they cropped out part of the picture and uh, in order to change the aspect ratio for widescreens. Yeah. And in doing so, you lose a little bit of the animation. Now, it's not so much that it ruins the show, but it is kind of like, I don't even, like, this wasn't necessary. Why'd you do this? Um, it's a full screen show. Show it on full and screen. And the only reason that, the only way that you can watch it as a, the full visual as it was meant to be seen is if you still own the VHSs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because even streaming now. But those were a lot. The streaming versions are 16.9, the yeah. new crop versions. So that's the only place you can get it. And that's, that sucks. So stuff like that. But th- those VHS, those took up a lot of space. Oh, also, I mean, but they absolutely. looked real cool. Like the, yeah, like they HDHS did. Because the they, the yeah. they made the images. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you know, hindsight 2020, I would have ke- held on to those yeah. for sure. I would have just kept, like, they would have been the few VHSs I kept until my VCR was dead and I couldn't get another VCR. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we should wrap this one up. Uh, any final thoughts? I'm thankful for streaming, but I love physical. I like physical contact. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not anti-streaming at all. No. I just. Um, no, I don't think anyone on this in, in this group is. Excuse me, Ben. He was giving his final thoughts. I think when you really want to own something, that physical is the better way to own it. If you really want to own it, you should own it physically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I I think so. Yeah. Totally. If it's something you want to have at a later date to go back to, you should own it physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ben. Um, I mean, streaming is not bad. It's great. Like the reason why my family got Netflix is so we could save money buying movies. But I have to agree with Sparks. If you really, really want something, then go support it and go buy it, because you never know if it's going to be on Netflix tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, especially you know, you don't even know what the iTunes copy is going to be available tomorrow, as we found out recently. I know. Sure. Um. Yeah. I. I mean, nobody here is like Ben said. Nobody is. Nobody here is anti-streaming. Um. But there is something to be said for owning something. You know, it's yours. It, it's something that, that they, nobody can take away from you. Mm-hmm. Streaming. This is, this is also much the same way I feel about comics and books. Yeah, I feel the same way about books. Comics. Oh, I am. Pretty, d- much, pretty much the only thing where I'm like, I don't need the physical thing is music. Oh, yeah, I didn't even get into it. Like, I stream my music now purely oh, purely yeah. because yeah. I just can't be bothered to curate my iPod anymore. My iPod, by the way, was stolen, so I don't even have that yeah, option yeah. Oh, anymore. That <laughs> Yo, man, Spotify is the greatest thing that ever happened to music. It's and not, Maybe not for the artists, but for people listening to music, it has literally almost everything. No, yes, William Shatner's, uh, William Shatner's uh, Christmas and Western album. Please, no. I no. listen to both. <laughs> They're great. No, Sparks, you mentioned books. I will, I will draw the line and said I am hardcore physical only. I mean, e-readers are great, but I will only buy my books in a physical copy, nothing else. See, I read digital books, too. It's, it's really, it's comic books, so you need that page turn digital to make the moments real. Be, like but Best Buy is getting <coughs> rid of its DVD <coughs> section. They got rid of their music section. What? 
Best Buys, all Best Buys are starting to whittle down their DVD section until it's gone completely. Yeah, because it's old. Make it look good. We don't need those old, that old shit. Do you shit. mean just DVDs, not Blu-rays? DVDs, Blu-rays, 4K. Uh, I thought you meant just DVDs. What? No, no, all movies. I haven't seen that at all. Our Best Buy is still pretty big. Yeah, right. the one, the ones all in the all in my area have started to like. They're not all gone. They're just like. What's replacing the eight space? More, um, more uh, stuff. I haven't noticed Best Buy cutting back on Blu-rays. Yeah, all. we go to yeah. Best Buy a lot. I know they cut out the the CDs, but the Blu-rays are still there. Vinyls. Really? Well, that's because vinyls yeah. coming back. That's vinyls like an actual thing. Yeah. yeah, vinyls been back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and that's the thing is like I'll I'll buy vinyls sometimes. Yeah, I, I have a couple buy. vinyls. I want to buy vinyls. I don't buy vinyl. CDs anymore unless. It's music I literally can't get any other way. I'll buy which it. has come up. I I said before I I, I don't know here, but like I want to buy Avantage's entire discography because I like them a lot and mm-hmm. I want to have those that physical copy. There was a anyway. stage musical um, in the early two thousands, and it didn't really take off, and so it just ran that one year and then you cannot get the soundtrack to it any other way but buying a CD. Is it and called the Evil Dead the Musical? Anymore. No, the oh. CDs, are, that that was fine. That did take off. The The CDs weren't available anymore and they went for like 50 bucks. I was lucky to have a friend who already had it. Nice. Yeah. All right, let's get into our book club, shall we? Yeah. We had a book club? Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Book Store. Can I help you find anything today? Yeah, hi. Um, Do you have any books? Can you be more specific? Um, anything readable? All right, then it's time for the book club. Brandon, take it away. Wait, it's me. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, I picked The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina uh, because the TV show is coming out and it's kind of the end of Halloween, the end of October. I miss you. Um, How Netflix original of you. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Ah. So this is a book I kind of picked up on a, on a whim. Like I've heard, I heard really good things about Afterlife with Archie, which is a book I also have, but I haven't read it yet. And I figured it'd be a good chance to to check out Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. What'd you guys think of this one? Let's get into it. But Sparks, you go first. Instead of watching Ryan, yelling. I was yawning. No, sorry, I, 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 I was thought he was gonna go first. <laughs> um, I liked it. It was real neat. Yeah, yeah, I did. Ryan, yeah, I thought it was fun. Um, after now watching two episodes, like, uh. It's it's nice to uh, I don't want to talk about the show. Why am I talking about the show? The comic book was real good. Um, I it's, it's I really enjoy learning about the, the Satan's club and like everybody yeah. loves Satan. They're also nice and sweet, but they also love Satan. Hail Satan! It's uh I actually think the book works better than the show. Yeah. Uh, having not seen the full show, I, admittedly, um, from what I've yeah, seen it's only of the one show. Episode. Yeah, but I think the I think it's interesting about the show is that it feels like they put like they like picked up classic Sabrina and plopped her into a horror show. Whereas this feels like we've reinvented Sabrina. We started from the ground up and we've done more. We just kind of twisted it on its head and done more of a horror type thing. I'll tell you one thing that I like in the show more than the comic. Yeah. And that's um, that she was already with Harvey. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, don't I do like, like in the comic that it's, it's kind of so, so it doesn't make me believe how important they are to each other. Yeah. Cause she put like a love spell on. Right. Whereas yeah. in the show, I'm like immediately like, Oh, okay. This has been going on. Yeah. yeah. Ryan in the, in the trade, you didn't read the trade, right? You read the, you read a digital, digital copy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the trade, he says, uh, uh, he said, I wanted to make a companion series to Afterlife with Archie with Sabrina the Teenage Witch. If Afterlife was my love letter to Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, I said Sabrina would be my love letter to Sandman. That's 
That makes sense. Yeah, I get that. I figured you would you would understand yeah. it more than I did. Yeah, same man. So. Okay, I I should read Afterlife with Archie if it's supposed to be Swamp Thing, then. right? Jeez. <laughs> Apparently, Afterlife with Archie is like super Lovecraftian horror with zombies yeah. and things like that. I just I just I only ever saw it was just a like a lot of what I heard of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina was actually from Afterlife with Archie. Speaking yeah. of Archie. Uh, they show up. The gang, the Riverdale gang, show up in this, and Benny I thought that was really cool. Or witches. I did right. not. I was like, yeah. Are those? Is that Benny? Ver- okay, so yeah, I only they read never, two issues. They never say it. They no, never they mention don't. them by name. But yeah, they summon Madame Satan. Yeah. Uh, they don't. Would, they say your name in the in the first two in the first issue. They don't. Oh no! Oh, but okay. But the first when they show up more. Them, yeah, but yeah, when they, they, when we see them come back, and I think issue four. Yeah, then it's like Betty and Veronica, and we see all the Riverdale kids come and help search for a missing boy. Who? Yeah, Harvey. Is brutally murdered. Oh my God! Uh, Poor boy. I, I'm jumping it. I'm jumping out of these. Five yeah, we issues, jump all but, but uh, no, I'm jumping ahead out of oh, these. Oh, you, you read it's a you small, read small thing. Just so you know, there is this moment where Sabrina passes Jughead. Yeah. And uh, when she passes Jughead, she sees this alternate reality of the two of them, and it's from Afterlife with Archie. Oh, that's but it's really not rad. Their reality, and she recognizes it as a different reality for a split second. That's rad. That's cool. But she it, thinks she's just hallucinating. Because in Afterlife with Archie, she she resurrects Jughead's dog and starts the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. And Jughead becomes a zombie. And, uh, but in this, it's set in the past. It's set in the sixties. Yeah. Uh, and we see Sabrina newly arrived to uh, uh, Greendale. Um, Greendale, isn't that the school and community? Yes, that's funny. <laughs> Greendale Community College. Yes. Um, uh, I, I I really enjoyed this one. I thought it was it, it works really well. I like Salem a lot in it. I think he's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. Uh. What's his Ambrose? Ambrose, Ambrose. is fun. Ambrose is fun. Uh. His his two his his familiars. I love are, his familiars. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. The snake. Oh, uh, Naga, Naga and Nagin. Nagini. <laughs> Probably. It's, Nag- it's, it's like Nagana. Same, it's the same root that Nagini yeah. is is. Um. It's like Naga and Nagana or something yeah. like that. Or Nag and Nagana. Yeah, yeah I think is. it's Nag. Like um yeah they're they're fun I, uh it, it's all like the first couple issues are leading up to what i like is we see sabrina kind of like yeah i'm gonna you know give myself to satan that's yeah. just my life i'm right. just gonna yeah, give myself was, to well, satan. she was born into it um it's horrifying what they did to um her mother and father yeah you just see her i wonder if edward's gonna come back stuck in a tree yeah he's dead in a tree yeah that's messed up like like yeah, but Edward's a real dick too. He is. So like he, I think yeah, he he's got, a real He got what dick. was coming to him more than the mom. That yeah. poor mom. And you you know you know more than we the do. The next issue is all Edward's story. Yeah. Prior to is he still him. a dick though? Huh? Is he still a dick though? Oh, massively. Okay, good. Massively. So um, th- so Madam Satan, who's actually a character from Archie's past past, um, was brought was brought into this book. Uh, it kind of takes the place of a different character and and Sabrina's past. Um, and she was a Edward's scorned lover, and because Edward wanted to have a child with a mortal and create Sabrina, and yeah. like that was, we don't know too much about the history because the book was meant to con- continue, and supposedly issue nine will come out in ten years. But I- issue six tells you a lot about it. Does it? Okay, yes. that's cool. Yeah, so it's, it's telling you Edward. So Madam yeah. Satan was Edward's first lover, and then he's like, "Listen, uh, I'm dumping you, and I'm going to marry this mortal woman, so we can have basically the Antichrist." And so, and she, so she jumps, jumps into, into <laughs> a pit of hungry lions. lions. Yeah, she just kills herself because. <laughs> She killed herself. And, uh, I'm gonna tell you right now because I don't think this is a massive spoiler. You see Edward living, reliving that moment yeah. in issue six, yeah. and he's just bored. Oh no! As he, he watches care. her get mauled to death, he's just bored. I've seen better suicides. It's, 
so the artist is, is a first-time interior artist. Uh, he he was just doing covers for Afterlife with Archie. Um, uh, Robert Hack. It's good. Um, what yeah, a hack. I think he gets. <laughs> I think he certainly gets better. Yeah. As like you start at first, it starts off a little stiff because he's only into interior. He's no, it's the first time doing. But interiors. then the real gross stuff starts. But then happening. it really starts getting yeah. into it, and it feels very uh, psychedelic, and yeah. it feels very uh, ethereal. Like when you see, it feels like the blood is actually on top of her. Yeah. Um, I, I love the design of Madame Satan's face. Yeah. She got skulls for really eyes. Cool. Yeah. That's when she's cool. trying to seduce Harvey. Yeah. Is really creepy. Yeah. Um, the the trial when she when she pre- when she gets Betty and Veronica to be like, you like you the they did what 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 Sentry did with Doctor Strange in Donny Cates's uh, Doctor Strange run what? where put your hand in this cauldron and then Veronica's <laughs> hand gets burned yeah, or something yeah. like or Betty's hand gets burned but they did that with Doctor Strange where Doctor Strange had this whole thing where it's like if he uses magic it it needs it would like come back on and hurt him and so Sentry would like sit in that place and be like. Nothing's going to hurt me. Oh, like he takes the pain. Yeah, he takes okay. the pain, yeah. Um, um, yeah. I think if I had a complaint, and, and part of this I think does come from like having watched two episodes of the show before I read this, but um, I I feel like in the comic, Sabrina is one of the least interesting characters to follow. Yeah, I agree with that. I Whereas that. in the show, I'm very interested in what's going on with her. I think the actress is great. I, yeah. I Not only that, I think the, the conflict between mortal and witch is better. In the show, it doesn't feel like there a is concept, a, but that doesn't feel like there is a con, a, con, uh, a like a conflict in this, right? Because they give her these friends and this history and this and this history with Harvey and everything, and so you feel like there's a strong connection to the mortal life for her. Yeah. Um, whereas in the comic, I feel like a lot of interesting things and characters are happening, but Sabrina's not really one of them. Man, yeah, I agree with that. Like, everything's happening around really her. F- is really messed up. Yeah, yeah, it's real good. Um, I didn't fully expect it either. No, 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 no. no it came out of nowhere. Especially because I like lo- I looked in the back of the issue. I looked at the back of the page for whatever reason, and I see he's there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's not gonna. What? <laughs> right. Uh, there's a um, who gets spooked by a b- giant spider in this one? Oh, it was a little girl who was making fun of Sabrina. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, Zelda uh, turns into Hilda. Basically, turns the representation of the spider. three sis- the three girls yeah. uh, picking on her in that first episode is then. This one girl telling lies about her parents and so on. Hilda is like, I'm gonna go mess her. Oh, up. it's 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 Hilda who does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah she turns into yeah. a giant spider. That something happens like that in episode two that works really well. I think. Yes, I was I like, like, oh, I can see where they're. I like the choosing in the in the show. Like the 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 Academy of the Unseen is is just like where she where Sabrina was before she was transferred to Greendale High. Yeah. Right. Um. Because Zelda is like, oh yeah, public education is better. You can learn whatever you want from being a witch from us. Yeah. And I like I like I like, like the ants a lot in the yeah. book. Ooh, we should let's go to this to this mortuary. We'll, we'll never have to buy food again. Right. Yeah, so are the are they undead? Mm. Do they eat human beings? Is that what? So there's a there's a really interesting page that I th- that I, that I like. They look where, ghoulish. Where they where she like sees them as ghouls. Yeah. I wonder if that's like she's seeing them for the who they truly are. Yeah. So, do you want to know? Yes. yes. Okay. So in the last issue that they've put spoilers out, for a ten year old comic. Uh, in the issue, in issue eight, ten-year-old comic. <laughs> I over-exaggerate. In issue eight, um, Sabrina has a confrontation with the aunts. Yeah. And she says, uh, "No secrets, no lies. Um, let's let's have it out as who we truly are." And um, they essentially de-glamour into oh, the ghoul-looking creatures. ghoul-looking creatures. So that is what they actually look like. Okay, they talk about glamours in there, like yeah. Sabrina, you should glamour up. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I got white hair. Yeah, so they, hair, so they, interesting. they are at heart truly ghouls. Wow, that's that, cool. That's what they look like. That's pretty cool. I really, man, it's a bummer that both Afterlife and Sabrina didn't continue. Yeah. And 
They still say they're making. They an claim issue they're nine? and they're they're keeping that or, that Archie Horror uh, imprint alive with Jughead, Werewolf, Vampironica. Yeah, Vampironica. Yeah, <laughs> some little else I'm sure. I love I love uh like uh, we see it in the show too, but like um I really love the interpretation of Satan. He's just like a giant goat man. Yeah, I like yes. <laughs> I like Satan. And like uh like oh you'll spill your blood for me, but will you write your name in the book? And like all the lettering is all black and like uh, I like do the like, imagery is real strong. Yeah, I do like in. Uh, I more I like Salem a lot in the book because it's Salem. You know, he's talking and he's being a dick. Yeah. Um, but he's still trying to protect Sabrina. He still likes Sabrina. <laughs> he's like, um, he's like, listen, if you want to cuddle or hug me later, I'll be around. Yeah. <laughs> like he wants the help, but he can't. He's and then, dick. uh, but in the in the show, it disappoints me that Salem doesn't talk. Yeah. That's um, okay. But he's a he's a ghoul in the show, but he's not. Suppo- I don't think he's supposed to be in the book. No, no he's yeah. not. Yeah. I, I know what he is. Uh, there, there's also an issue. That's all about his history yeah. and the history of the two snakes. Is he back to being? Uh, is he <coughs> a, a warlock who was cursed to be a cat? In no, the, no, so they changed. He's that not still. a warlock because in the original in the original Archie comics, Salem was a warlock cursed to be a cat. And yeah, in this, like Sabrina says, like, well, that's you turn into a cat because you've tried to summon the four horsemen of the apocalypse or something. Yeah, they did. He yeah, they, they mentioned that because like yeah. he, he tried to bring on the apocalypse and like I got turned into a cat for it or yeah. something. That's a lie. Oh, okay. Just say no. Oh, it's a lie. It's a lie. Salem. <laughs> Interesting. That's, That's cool. cool. Okay, I should. Re- I want to read. I want to read more. Um, There's only three more. So. Yeah, the, these uh, the, the books. Um, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa sounds sure. like a spell. Um, <laughs> well, it was perfect. Clatu Verata Nixu. It feels like a. He definitely like talked about. It. He wants these. Bo- he wanted these books to go on and on and on and on and on. Uh, he has long-term plans for both of them. Yeah. And then he got Riverdale. And then he got uh, uh, Chilean Image. I don't understand how he went from Afterlife with Archie to Riverdale. Well, what's interesting... Maybe he just loves Archie comics so much that... No, but I mean, like... Then it turned into, like, this pseudo-sexual... CW show. CW, murder mystery. Murder mystery. Yeah. S- small, sad ripoff of And again, Twin we Peaks. haven't finished it, but, but he also does the sabrina show yeah. and that's leaps and bounds better no than i know and that's where i'm like where's the difference in tra- i and i think what it is is that he was t- taking what he did well here in the comic and making yeah. it a show and riverdale is not yeah so for those of for those of you don't who, who are just kind of confused as to why archie is doing so many weird things archie went through a a period where they were like let's change experiments let's experiment so mm. they did afterlife with archie and that did really well for them so they did chilling about Sabrina. jughead the hunger is happening right now but th- th- that was much later so i'm talking about like the mm. the the transition from archie comics when they when they killed archie canceled archie life with archie by the oh, way wait, the that last was, issue that was was that before the relaunch with Mark Wade? Yes. Oh wow. So they killed so they killed Archie yeah. in a book called Life with Archie. It was the second to last issue. That's right. It's fantastic. Yeah. One of the best issues I've ever read of anything. Um I still own that issue. Um and then they that was that was obviously and the end of that series. So then they canceled the the proper Archie book and then they, they and the while they were doing After Life with Archie already. Then they did Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, then Mark Wade and and um Fiona Staples relaunched Archie uh, with a new book, I uh, that putting in the new, and the new world, and then uh, Riverdale came from that, came from that kind of like we're we're renaissancing Archie, we're we're, yeah. we're changing things around, and it was it, all of those became incredibly successful for Archie. Um, so I I think I don't know why Riverdale ended up with this guy. 
Right. But it is. But it, it, Riverdale is a byproduct of Afterlife with Archie yeah. existing because it was all a kind of a. Um, it was all kind of a snowball effect. Afterlife with Archie to Riverdale. It's all connected. But it's so strange. It's so strange. It really is. And that's a terrible show. Yeah, I only watched the first episode. <laughs> uh, it's a, that's a terrible show. And then yeah. this show is good. I yeah, know. I like what? Chilling Adventures. Um, How did this happen? <laughs> I don't know, man. But I'm glad we got Sabrina now. Anything yeah. Anything more we wanted to add or think uh, we're good? This, this is a neat comic. Um, I can tell you that if you do read up to issue eight, it is it is blue ballsing you hard for a cliffhanger. There. Damn. So <laughs> That's upsetting. I uh, Even though they reference Sane Man for this, uh, at the end of issue five where, where Edward Spellman is inside Harvey's body, they gave me a lot of Anton Arcane vibes where he's inside Abby's husband. It's like, say hello to uncle. And then he yeah. assaults her. Uh, so like... That's definitely it's it's weird and gross and weird. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it. Gets weirder and grosser and weirder. Yeah. I really like how um, I really like that reveal that that it is Edward Spellman and I like how the mom the mom kills her husband almost. It looks like. Yeah. Uh, uh, sh- he's not. Yes, he is dead. Yeah. And she like bashes him. Is like it's my son. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, she yeah. splits his skull open. Yeah. And I then and then dead. he and then it's like oh hi I'm not Harvey. Hey what's up? What's yeah. up? Um, uh, hey, what's uh, up, Amato Octavius? <laughs> yeah. I like the uh, I like that reveal a lot that it's Edward Spellman inside Harvey's body. Yeah, Madam Satan, Harvey, Madam Satan wanted to bring back Edward Spellman, not Harvey, and so she tricked him into. Yep. She tricked Veronica and and Betty, who I love that are their characters. Yeah, uh, they tricked them into doing that. I thought that was really great. Yeah, I really like the art in this because uh, you know I like I like gross, spooky devil stuff. Yeah. Uh, and some of the demon stuff and like uh, like the goat heads and the satanic. I just love this people yelling, Hail Satan. That just makes me laugh. I think it's so silly. Oh, thanks, Satan. Yeah, oh, thanks. What is Beelzebub's name are we going to do? I yeah. like that too, yeah. No, like the I dark book of the beast and stuff. It's all yeah, cool. Sadly, I only got to read two issues, but the two issues I did read, especially the stuff of Madame Satan, was, oh, that was freaky. Uh, Madame Satine. Whatever. But it, it was creepy, and I was bummed that I wasn't able to... I I mean, I probably could have finished it, but I had to do stuff. So, I mean, this is one of those books where it's like, you know what? I, it's one of those uh, remixes, because I always remember Sabrina Teenage Witch from, like, the cartoon... Not the cartoon. Well, the Melissa cartoon... Melissa Joan Hart, 90s. Yeah, the Melissa Joan Hart show and the cartoon. You see the video where they all watched Chilling Adventures? It was funny. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. I want to watch more. Yeah, Boy Meets World crosses over with that Sabrina show. Yep. Is yeah. Boy Meets World the 90s Archie? Maybe. Okay, yeah, okay. Perhaps. I'll allow it. Perhaps. You're welcome. But yeah, but my nostalgia for Sabrina is like, oh, everything's fine. I, I just do know how to do magic, and I'm technically a witch, but I'm not. And the magic like, is very is portrayed very differently in this Yeah, book. but I'm not going to like go like, straight up say, like, hail Satan, murder someone in cold well, blood. Yeah, like the original Sabrina, it's like, it's like whimsical magic. Yeah. But this is like satanic rituals. Yeah, yeah holy shit. Magic. Uh, all right. uh, I will say real quick, after reading this, and like... It's kind of the show is very different, but at the same time, like it's kind of following the same trajectory. Sure. So if it follows this book, I'm really excited to intru- get introduced to some of these other characters and maybe meet like Edward and, and the mother and like because like they that's they're not really talked about at all. So I wonder if they're going to ignore all that stuff. I'm a little bummed that the show is set in modern times. It it doesn't like, bother me so. I much. like the atmosphere. It doesn't of setting feel in the past. like modern. It f- yeah, it's yeah. like it's a weird like like nobody follows kind of thing. Like it's modern right. times. Yeah. By the we way, we haven't seen anything that says it's modern. By times. the way, the guy who plays Ar- the guy who plays Archie, the guy who plays Harvey, kid from Teen Beach movie. Oh, what movie? Teen Beach movie. I don't know what that is. Made Disney a cameo Channel original. Oh. Made a cameo in a uh, Muppets Most Wanted. Oh, okay. as the Flower Boy. Oh, cool. Uh. Anybody gives a shit? <laughs> I, I, I have yet to see anything in the show that makes it, that says this is modern day. I haven't seen a single cell phone. Yeah. 
I haven't seen uh, anybody dressed or driving anything that that looks more modern. I don't necessarily know if it's the '60s, but it it doesn't feel. It could be like the Legion thing, where like it's just it 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 doesn't tell you. Yeah, when. I don't. It's I just d- like yeah, I don't know if it ever will yeah. tell us one way or another. But it doesn't feel modern to right. me. Okay. Yeah. Well, that'll do it then. That'll do it. All right, let's get out of here. Whose whose book club is it next? It is Sparks. Me. What do you got? Uh, I got an idea. Um, it's it's Headlopper. Headlopper. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I, that's not the full time. Hold on. You d- talk for a second, and I'll look up. That Headlopper is a comic about headlopping. Is it really written by Jonathan Head? I and his wife, Lopper Lopperstein. No, Lopper Lopperstein. Ryan's saying is a lie. <laughs> it's all a lie. Who's Lopper Lopperstein? Oh, it's the okay. The we're poet. gonna do we're gonna do Headlopper Volume One. Um, Headlopper: The Island or a Plague of Beasts. Okay. Okay. Who's cool, it by? Cool. It is by Andrew McLean. Cool. All right then. And Not apparently, a... Volume Two just came out. Is it a spooky book? It's. I don't think we it's are out of the spooky time. It's always spooky time it's, in my heart. It's not not spooky. Oh, okay. but it's not super spooky. Okay, got it. All right then, let's get out of here. So next week, uh, it's Overlord. Yes, and a review of Overlord, the newest. I'm so excited for that movie. The newest Cloverfield film. Oh wait, sorry, oh. not the. <laughs> ben just gave me a look. reality. Like, don't you dare. Ben was very upset about that. <laughs> uh, can't wait for Cloverlord, guys. <coughs> I like it. <laughs> I like you. it. Clover Lord. Clover Lord. Uh, but uh, before that, on Wednesday, officially, guys, it's happening. Sparks it? and I will debut our new podcast. He's lying. Mythelaneous. It's finally <laughs> here. Long, long hours trying to figure it out, trying to get it right. It's finally here. Mythelaneous. Yes. Very excited for you guys to see it. Do you have any thoughts you want to say say about it? it it's it's happening. All right. Very it, excited. Really? It's not just a myth? Ooh. Now I hope Overlord is a Cloverfield film. Man. <laughs> he got you. Now it's I just hope. J.J. Abrams comes <laughs> up to the, the f- camera. <laughs> this one's for you, Ben. <laughs> ah, hey, if you want to hear us talk about mythology stuff, go check it out. In, in case you didn't hear us plug this the, the two episodes time. ago. Uh, uh, we're talking about Norse creation myth. Come check it out. Yeah, very excited for you guys to hear it. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, as you all know, we are a Funko affiliate. Make sure to just click the link in the description. Uh, it doesn't work unless you do, so click the link in the description and use promo code SHOP10 for 10% off your purchase. Ooh, Pretty, cool. Pretty cool. Uh, thank you to Jeremy Bellucci. Thank you to our listeners. I almost passed you guys up. I'm sorry. Thank you to our listeners. We thank always you appreciate you guys listening. I do. Uh, thank you to Jeremy Bellucci for our theme music and intro segments. Segment intros, that's the one. Uh, you can find him at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. I had a stroke there. I don't know if you guys <laughs> caught it. Jeremy <laughs> Bellucci. <laughs> Uh, Instagram at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. Uh, he also does a, a podcast su- called Suburban Proctologist. You can find that on iTunes. Uh, if you like, definitely check that one out. It's really funny. Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist official. Instagram at Suck Podcast. Mike Matola, thank you so much for doing our logo. He also did the thank logo you, for Miscellaneous. Uh, f- um, uh, I forgot the name of my new show. When does it come out? This Wednesday. Nice. This coming Wednesday, November, November 7th. 7th. There you go. We uh, talk about every episode of Mythbusters. Man. One episode at a time. <laughs> we talk about how wrong they are. <laughs> That's miscellaneous. Wow. We tell the, the whole peop- show's about proving myths wrong. What are you talking <laughs> about? Mike Matola, thank you so much. He does a logo. You can find him at Mike Matola. If you'd like to get in touch with us, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast, Fickner Guys at gmail.com. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter, Sparks. 
I'm Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Ryan? I'm at Hail the Dark Lord Satan. Hush. Just kidding. I'm at DJ Tony Snark. Ben? I am going to be buried at the mortuary on... No, I'm kidding. Um, ben Magnet 27 for Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Spotify, rate and review wherever you got us. We greatly appreciate it. Nothing helps more than that. Until next week, guys. And we're a Funko affiliate. I already said that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yep. I wasn't listening to you. Shop 10. Stay fake, nerds. <laughs>